So, last week was the climactic fight with the false serpent in the Morlock Warrens here. I think the majority of the session was actually that fight. There were spells being slung back and forth. There were multiple Morlock destroyers that were trying to put down the front line, but in the end, you all were able to kill off the uh, simulacrum you found out to be of this uh, spellcaster, and this dark naga that you identified, and you managed to find a couple of nice notes in this little study. And I don't think I mentioned it in the session itself, but we then afterwards all leveled up. I say we, but it was just you guys, unfortunately. No, 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 no. You can take another level in DM if you like. Okay. I think we can award you that. Okay. Uh, at this level, I get uh, triple encounter level. That's ah, yeah. ability. That's pretty. That's pretty good. So you could just throw in like three extra encounters a session. Yeah, once once per session, I can take an encounter and just triple its 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 number of bands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> triple. <laughs> some some strong powers. Yeah. So I figured we might as well start this uh, session out uh, going over what all the cool stuff you guys got. Uh, anybody in particular want to start things off? I can go first. I think I went last last time. I think we'll, yeah, we'll do it the opposite order, so we'll start with you and go the other way. Okay, so my level wasn't anything too crazy. I did take another level in Dragon Disciple as my prestige class. I, I got a bonus to my natural armor, so my static AC now is a rockin' 21. I also got a cool ability, which I think I'm going to not say for the moment until it comes out. And I took another level in my spellcasting at level 7. So I actually get access to level 5 spells now. And one of those I'm also going to keep secret until it comes up. But I will say my domain spell that I have access to is spell resistance. So may or may not actually use that spell. It could come in handy, but it also can shoot yourself in the foot if your allies need to cast stuff on you, so it's kind of a situational thing, but... Uh, also, because it is a level 12, every fourth level we get a, an ability score increase, so I put a point into my charisma, as that is my main casting stat. So, I did charisma. Nice. Oh, one thing that I realized that I should have gotten last level that I had forgotten is my bite attack and my claws attacks that I have when I'm, uh, well, that I, I can grow the claws as a free action. I should have been adding a d6 of electricity damage onto each of those with my last level. So my claws get a d6 of my dragon type energy at level 11 and the bite gets a d6 of that same energy type at level 6 dragon disciple so should have gotten both of those last level completely forgotten until I was doing this level but they're there now at least that's a lot of extra damage that you should have been doing but now will be able to do that's pretty cool yeah yep so cool stuff there I think that's about it for me though yep it's a shame that all of my enemies are immune to electricity but, <laughs> no oh and because we did this after 
we signed off, I rolled a 7 on my d12 for my hit points. So with my con modifier of 4, I gained 11 hit points and now I'm sitting at a max of 133. So I'm basically going to live forever. Yeah, I don't think you can die. I cannot die at this point. You hear that, Jason? I cannot die. Okay. We'll see about that. Next up, what order are we doing? Uh, Justin's next. Justin's next. Okay. Uh, pretty pretty straightforward for cleric level 12. Nothing too cool. Uh, another level 6 spell, which I'm putting a few different ones on the old spell list, and we'll see which ones I use if they come up. And I don't think I had anything else really cool for level 12. I think I put my ability score into um, charisma, because I'm going to try and build my charisma up so that I, I get more uh, more stuff. And then uh, I got eight hit points for my roll, and I used my favorite class to get another one, so that puts me at 123 hit points. Nice. Yeah. Oh, and I learned a new na- a new language. Oh, you now speak Aquin? Aquin, because that's going to come up. Indeed. Indeed. Yep. Yep. Is was that Terran? actually the one that you took? No. Oh. <laughs> I bet it was Gnome. No, I already had Terran. I picked oh, yeah. can- Canto. Okay. <sighs> Who knows I... if it'll ever come up, but, you know. I was looking at some Dark some Darklands ones, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to oh. pick Darklands. I've never heard of that one before. know what that language is. It's like banging, I guess. Like, it's like banging on walls and stuff for, like, echoing through the tunnels and stuff. Uh, Kanto is also the first region for Pokemon. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's I, what I thought you said. Like, did you, did you just discover a region? I did. Interesting. I've never heard of that before. It's a primitive language found in the Darklands. Communication is achieved through percussive hits on body parts, weapons, or cavern walls, and is designed to travel long distances through echoing tunnels. Wow. So it's Morse code for the Underdark. Yeah, basically. Gotcha. So it's like thieves can't, but for people who like to play the drums. All right. All of that is very interesting. We'll see how the uh, the six level spells pan out. Brings us to Josh, I assume. Yeah. So uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I think that from here on out, every le- level is going to be... I get something fun. Uh, this one in particular, I took another level in the Exalted Prestige class that I have. So got another level of spell casting, uh, giving me a new fourth level spell that I'm really excited to use uh, called Shared Wrath. Uh, this is particularly cool to get at this level because Wrath, the base spell, at this point... Um, at 12th level gains a new ability. Uh, You gain the benefits of improved critical feat on attack rolls made against the designated creature. Um, So this means, in short, if we are ever up against a single big baddie and I throw out shared wrath, everyone, uh, all the whole party, will get the improved critical feat on their weapon of choice and a plus three to weapon and damage rolls. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So... Uh, it's morale, but even still, I think getting the feet, throwing that out there is pretty cool. So I like that. Um, and for the exalted class feature that I get here is called expanded portfolio, uh, which it basically allows me to gain a cleric domain. And so I chose uh, defense, 
one of the subdomains of protection which Milani has access to. Um, and this gives me three spell-like abilities. So basically I use a cleric uh, as my caster level, so it's only five, but I do get access to three spells that I can cast once per day as a spell-like ability, and then I get a couple of bonuses that unfortunately I think are outpaced and don't matter yet because of the gear that we have, but in the future I can uh, add resistance bonuses and deflection bonuses and stuff like that. Interesting. Sweet. So, basically I get, uh, I'm a cleric now. Cool, we needed one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that should help with survivability. Should. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Alright, and that brings us, oh, what did you take for your ability score increase? Oh, constitution. And you should okay. make sure I did the math right. I think I did, but, you know, you know everything, and I just pretend. P- plus one. Plus one? Yeah. So I go from 15 to 16, so I get a plus three total modifier. But I think my current max is now sitting at 106, unless I messed up. I rolled low on the last dice. I rolled a four. Yep, that sounds about right. All right. Last but not least, Brandon. Jess. 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 I, I, yeah, I mean... I thought it was kind of a lackluster level for Jessup for the most part, but just kind of base stats across the board. Um, just got a couple more spells, another spell slot. I'll keep my spells a secret so I can use them later. They're not they're not really that fantastic, but the only big thing that Jessup did get was a soothing performance, which I thought by the name was something else entirely until I read the text, but it'll be pretty good. Uh, just give some basically decent out-of-combat healing for some of my rounds performances, so. Often described as the poor man's channel. Well, can can, can can any of you guys stay in your lane? I don't have any healing abilities, so I... You came later. We were picking up the slack until you decided to join. That's the situation. Well, okay? if it makes you feel better, uh, Justin, I will read its ability so those viewers that want to play with a cool poor man's channel can do it. <laughs> so, a bard at 12th level or higher can use his performance to create an effect equivalent to the mass cure serious wounds using the bard's level as the caster level. In addition, this performance removes the fatigue, sickened, and shaken condition for all those affected. Using the ability requires four rounds of continuous performance, and the targets must be able to see and hear the bard throughout the performance. Soothing performance relies on audible and visual components. So, I can theoretically use it in combat, it would probably be very poor taste to do it in combat. But it's one of those, I think, at the end of the day, if we needed, you know, if I had a ton of extra performances uh, left over, or um, not performances, but rounds of, of my performance, I could waste them for some okay healing. Spend them. They're not a waste. I think spend is right. Yeah. And what did you put your uh, increase into? Oh, uh, Jessup is a beefy boy with an additional point in strength for a strength score of 12. Oh. Nice, I like it. I figured uh, it kind of uh, it takes me back to a zero for um, because I had lost action. So I originally had a strength score of 12, but then it went down because of the age um, penalties. So I added that back in. My son, if you can hear him, he's really cheering for me because Jessup's got a 12 <laughs> strength now. So awesome. You're going to enter into some arm wrestling competitions with Kieran? Well, I wanted it because I was really struggling. I joke about it, but I was struggling with Jessup's weight. 
but it's just his carry capacity. He's always had to deal with weight, but <laughs> it um, at least makes it now because I was taking some penalties to, you know, kind of his uh, deck skills, which kind of sucked for like acrobatics and a few other things. Um, obviously now because I'm trying to do some more disabled device, um, but I am at, actually my light load is 50. My carrying right now is 49.3, so we're we're close. Nice. We're gonna give all, you all of our stuff. You can carry all the stuff from now on. I will with the back holding. So that brings us back into the section here. We come back to the now empty chamber of the false serpent, the simulacrum that you defeated. And you had already searched through it and looked for anything of value in here. You found a bunch of notes that kind of pointed you in the next direction. And that is uh, where we left off, was immediately after all of that reveal. So what would uh, you all like to do? Well, I suppose we're going to have to go back up and tell Eulis that we defeated the False Serpent. And then maybe Eulis can... Oh, and also we probably should tell Eulis that we killed the Chief as well, because we did do that too. Yeah, I think we could tell him. I'm not sure that... Uh... All the other Morlocks down here would be as thrilled to know that we killed uh, the goddess one way or another. Well, maybe we can let him break that blow to them, and who knows? Maybe he can unite them under his banner, and he can become the new chief. It's worth a shot, at least. I suppose anything is possible. Plus, I think if we're going back into the Darklands, or if we're going into the Darklands, we're going to have to take Navi with us. Wasn't that the whole point? She wanted to go with us? Yeah, I'll probably uh, want to explain everything to her for sure. Yep, I saved a dimension door so that we can get back up. The only issue is once we talk to Ulysses, I'm not sure how we're going to get back up, up, if I use my dimension door. Unless we want to dimension door all the way up until Navi and then work our way back down. Or if we want to go to Navi first, rest, and then go talk to Ulysses. But I believe I only have one more dimension door to use. Can you still fly? I don't know. Do you want us to just teleport us up to the top and then you can fly down and give him the uh, fantastic news? Uh, yeah, you might need to help me so I could speak to him because I, I can't understand him. I do have a I think a potion of tongues I could use. Ah, uh, no, I got the uh, I haven't used any of my uh, you know, mediocre spells today, so I got plenty, plenty of room for you. And actually, out of game, I actually think I might have yeah, I do think I have two dimension doors actually, so we could just dimension door to Ulyss and then dimension door back up. We we got everything from this room first, right? Because I know we got the journal, which was the big thing. That's what we ended at last session. I believe you did. I don't think that we missed anything here. You forgot um, the really cool loot that was on the simulacrum. Yeah, the snow. Yeah, the <laughs> snow. You can have yep. all the snow. That materialized into a plus four, uh, I don't know what enhancement glaive. I, I was going to ask, because, I don't know, it's like we, maybe we just didn't roll high enough or not, but is there a check to find out that something is some lacrum, or um, is that something that, um, sorry, uh, great value Smeagol there knew, because he, he, he's been around her a lot. To be honest, I don't believe so. I just didn't know if maybe because Euless obviously has been around them a lot, like if he would have known that it wasn't, like how, just more out of curiosity, like how did he know? 
that it wasn't the real one, I guess. Wasn't acting right, right? Yeah, it was it wasn't coming out of the room, wasn't Yeah. like interacting with the Morlock tribe like it had, I, I guess. Yeah, the thing with Simulacrum is I don't think that there's like a like you wouldn't detect it with like a detect magic because it's an instantaneous effect, but it says in the spell text that a creature familiar with the original might detect the ruse with a successful perception check uh, or a DC 20 sense motive check. So the fact that Euless was like maybe the spiritual leader perhaps keyed him into something was different. Can you dispel the simulacrum? I don't believe that you can dispel instantaneous effects because they are, the magical effect is one and done. It's not it doesn't linger enough to be dispelled. Is it an enchantment enchantment that like break enchantment could break? No. Or is that again instantaneous stuff? I don't know if there's anything that can be it's an illusion spell, so Oh, I see, okay. Like a shadow illusion spell, so interesting. I was just curious. But uh yeah, so you guys want to Dimension Door up to Euless? Yes, please. Okay. Um, I hit Kira with tongues, just in case. Okay. Oh, awesome. Zip, so, you dimension door up there into that room that's kind of got a, a low level of liquid all throughout it, and then candles everywhere that gives a dim light, and you see Euless there at the altar, and he kind of, as you make yourselves uh, appear, he turns, hearing the clinking of armor, and he kind of squints at you. He says, did you face the Force, Serpents? Sure did. She's nothing but uh, a pile of s- snow? Water? Now? Yeah, she's gone. You'll be glad to know that your suspicions were correct. She was indeed false. And when we slayed her, slew her, she just, just in- you know, fell into a pile of snow like Jessup said. She wasn't even a, a real entity, I guess. Yes. Your you here is proof. If World Serpent had been true, then you would not have survived. Uh, one other thing that might be a bit of an inconvenience is we did run into the chief while we were down there, and the chief tried to kill us, so in self-defense we killed the chief. Yes, chief, chief would yes, chief would try to kill you. Was that a good thing? Is that alright? Or is that bad? It could not be avoided. I was going to say, well, the tribe's looking for a new chief now, so, uh, I mean, you have my vote. Gideon puts out a thumbs-up sign in his armor. Gideon, I don't know if you saw, but I hit you with uh, tongues as well. Oh. I gave it to both you and Kieran. Cool. Euless gets onto the altar and kind of rubs his chin a little bit in thought. And then he says, almost like he's thinking out loud and mumbling to himself, he says, Yes, we have to tell the tribe of the chief and false serpent. They they will not be happy about this, but perhaps could convince them. He kind of looks over at you and says, If I had you, they, they would believe me. If I showed them the people who killed the serpents, then they would follow me. You don't think they would try to kill the people that killed their object of worship? 
Yes, yes. But would you believe me? So, all right, so they would try to kill us, but yes. they would believe you. Yes. But we would still have to die? Yes. That's a very <laughs> tempting offer. We might have to ponder that over tonight's uh, rations. No, 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 no. No, if, if, you, if, if you die, then I become chief, and, and then we can all go and find the, the real world serpent. By we, though, you, you mean not us, because we are dead in that scenario. Yes, yes. That does sound like something that uh, we may consider. Um, can we get back to you on that? No. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I, I'm not interested in, in dying for your cause, so... I'm already pledged my, my shields in their mothers. I can't. But tribe will not be happy. That word serpent, false serpent, is dead. I, but if I offer you, they for me. Uh, yeah, if but... I kill you, then they, then I will be hero. Uh, but you see, that still ends with us dying, and I don't think that we're yes. on board with that idea. It doesn't really sit well with me. I don't really to die not not to be presumptuous but it, it could also result in, in your death or perhaps the death of the tribe we, we might win the fight no no you you are weak from fighting force serpents and I am strong uh no I actually have almost all my spell slots done. okay so <laughs> what, what Gideon means to say is uh no yeah yeah we definitely don't do that but you know because the false serpent had basically melted there's really no body to prove that she did indeed perish so how do you prove that she was actually slain because she's not here right so because she's not here means she's dead he kind of tilts his head there's no body how to but chief's body is there that's true what if would it be bad if you said you killed the chief? Oh, there you go. Why Why would I kill the chief? Maybe because the chief was saying that the false serpent was false, and you were defending the false serpent, who they think is the real world serpent. Uh, yes, and uh, chief killed killed the world serpent, right? and you killed the chief. Right. There you, yes, go. Exactly. There you go. That's a good story. The heretic. You know, you had to put down the heretic. You yes. are the hero now. Go ahead and roll me a diplomacy check. <laughs> we uh, aid. Can I aid on that? Any, anybody can aid. Anybody can roll their own. Just okay. A, in general, who are we aiding check. though? If we're aiding oh. someone, are we? Who are we aiding? I think, like in, I mean, Kieran made this pitch. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I think we're aiding Kieran because Kieran made the pitch. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I'd like to roll for myself, but I mean, you can Kieran... roll for yourself. You don't have to aid. I can just roll. We can each roll straight checks yeah. if you want. I'm good. I'll with roll that. a straight no, check. I aided, I aided yeah. Kieran because I was just adding to what Kieran was saying. Okay, there you go. I'll roll my own. So I rolled a natural two. So. Oh, there you go. So thirty. All right. So 30. yeah, I rolled a twenty-eight with Oren's aid. That's a thirty diplomacy. So are so we're. Gideon's doing his own, right? Yeah, yeah Gideon's do doing own. his own. Just right. if you can aid or do your own. I'm, I'm going to auto-aid, obviously, because I can. Um, but I just want to see what I would have rolled on my own. 
<laughs> okay, all right. Okay, don't you're... need to show me up. Okay, <laughs> that's a thirty-five for you, listeners. All you want to do diplomacy, stay in your lanes. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> stay in your lanes. <laughs> well, anyway, with Jessup's aid, that brings mine to a thirty-two. Okay, so you present this plan, and Ulysses tilts his head the other direction and continues rubbing his chin. He says, "Yes, if chief." Killed words word serpent, then then and I I killed chief then still hero. Yes. Exactly. You'd be the hero. And would in no risk. No no None risk. Zero percent risk. Can I turn to the group and say something not in a language that he would understand? Like can you choose to do that? Like can I choose to talk in common? I, I, in my experience talking with bilingual people, yes. <laughs> Literally, yes. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've experienced this before. So, Kieran's going to turn to the rest of you and in common say, so my only concern is I don't know if he's going to need... Well, actually, I take that back. This is stupid. They have the body of the chief. I was going to say he might need the sword or something of the chief, but I guess if he's got the body, then... That would prove it. It's just the body's probably all cut up, and I don't know if he's got any sort of weapon like that or not, but... Um, I'm sure he'll think of something clever. Perfect. He'll turn back to Ulysses. All right, well, it's all settled. I uh, I don't think that we need to stand before the tribe. I think that might just complicate things a little bit, you know, as a third party. So we're going to go get our companions and be on our way, and you can take this news back to your tribe, and you know, become the chief, and then perhaps you can lead your tribe somewhere that might be safer and not as close to the surface where there's risk of more people coming in and disrupting your activities. Yes, yes, you you cannot be seen by tribe or else they will know that I did not kill chief, but you must give me the key first. Uh, remind me, it's been a week and a half. The key. The chief's key. If I killed chief, I would have key. The dwarven key. Yes. Could we just tell him it's... I mean, I don't know if we grab it. Could we just tell him it's still in the door? I have it in the inventory, so I could give okay. it to him. So yes, Kieran will pull key. it out and he'll say, Is this the key? This is the one that was on the chief? I'm yes. assuming this is the right key? Yes. Yes, give me key. All right, here you go. And now we'll need the key later and we'll have to come back and kill him. He hops up and he, he, he takes the key and he says... Okay, you you can you can live. Well, thank you. I really very much I enjoy. I appreciate that as yeah. well. Yes. Good I know. will. I will tell tribe that I have I have slain chief, and I will we will search for the real world serpent. Ulysses, uh, the hero, chief slayer, and defender of the true serpent. Yes, it's good for you. Yes. Okay, now leave. Must 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 speak with tribe. Oh, all right, all right. Well, it was pleasant speaking with you, Eulis. Best of luck to you in your future endeavors. And he will dimension door to the dwarven ruins where Navi and the rest of the merchants are. Gideon will give him a salute and try to time it so that uh, he blips out of existence right at the end of the salute. <laughs> okay. As soon as we teleport in, <laughs> Jessup will look at the other groups in a comic and go. Well, that worked out well. 
I didn't think about it. How is he going to explain the four uh, that are dead in where the false whisper was? No, I didn't That'll think be about it either. Or the other fact, like, what if the uh, true Black Mago comes back? That'll be... That'll be bad. Not our problem. Nope. Not our problem. Not our problem. We did what we needed to do, and we didn't die, so... And we've got our own things to take care of, so I'm fine with this. Okay. So you guys dimension up after talking your way out of a potential fight. I'm glad we didn't have to kill Ulysses. That would have made me sad. I know, I like Ulysses. <laughs> Ulysses is a very interesting character, I find. The interesting thing about him that I, when I was reading up about him, that I thought was quite curious is that um, he he is a oracle. He's a 10th level oracle. 10th level? That's way higher than I would have thought. Holy yeah, he's God. got he's got 5th level spells and everything, so that oh, would have snap. been... <laughs> it wouldn't have been a throwaway fight. But the interesting thing is that he... Oh, where's the wording here? Yeah, I'm not finding the text, but it mentions in the book that um, his devotion to the World Serpent, even though the World Serpent is not technically a deity, his devotion alone allowed him to access the divine like spells or something like that it words it better in the book but i just thought it was like yeah i just thought that was an interesting uh thing that they had for him i for the life of me i can't find where that's written though so i know i read it somewhere so yeah you're up there in the dwarven ruins once again with navi and all the others how would you like to proceed i don't remember what time of day it is yeah i guess we would just bring Navi up to speed on what has happened and I don't know if she needs to know about the details of the journals and such but we could tell her that we've taken care of the Morlocks and they should be heading out. I don't know if we need to wait a few days until they clear out or if we can just get going because the other problem is getting all of these merchants down there it's the only yeah, way so, that we can get down there is through this well right uh you could go down through the well or you could climb off the the edge of the ravine and she just wanted a way to get back in like once she got back in she can do her own thing is that right pretty much yeah she but just no. she couldn't get back down because the Morlocks were basically blocking the entrance. Okay, so we've taken care of the Morlocks, and now we have this journal and these maps that will basically lead us to Krakadan. Yeah, so if you kind of relay some of that info to, to Navi, she'll say, Well, yeah, well, that's, that's great to hear. We'll get our things ready. Uh, it might take us a couple days to get everything around and, and set up a way for us to, to get all of our our goods back down to the to the, the the tunnels there but uh, we'll be able to manage at this point I think uh, it looks from the uh, the maps in the direct direction that you are talking about it looks like we might be going in opposite directions though so as soon as you head out from here we might not see each other for a while so if you had any last minute uh, purchases now would be the time to do it I guess unless you're planning on staying here with us for another couple days I don't know what do you guys feel I don't feel super tapped if we wanted to set out today I think we should get going I feel fine I'm also fine to continue I suppose the only thing that I will say is that uh, don't forget my uh, dwarven friend that uh, you are not liked 
down there. So be careful. Oh, I'll, I'll make sure to reapply my ash and whatnot in order yeah. to blend in. Yeah, hopefully without my assistance, you can still do a decent dis disguise check, but we'll see. Probably not, but it'll be fine. Along those lines, Navi, is there anything else that we should be particularly aware of as we head down? Oh, well, yeah, there's a couple of things, I guess, that you should know. She, so I think most of the information that she would tell you, you learned from Jessup's knowledge check. Because he rolled a knowledge check about the long walk, I think it was. Yeah. And most, of, so I can read uh, some of the details here. Actually, this would be a good time to kind of recap some of that information, so... The Dwarven Sky Citadel of Kragadan resides in the Mindspin Mountains, 75 miles from the Valley of Aloy, across the now Legion-dominated Nesmian Plains. Due to an ongoing conflict with Molthun, it cannot be accessed via normal trade routes. However, some of Xanathar's notes describe a passage through the Darklands that could bypass multiple armies and impenetrable walls, though not without presenting its own dangers. A tunnel just outside Xanathura's study connects to the uppermost region of the Darklands, known as Narvoth, at the base of the 2,000-foot-deep crevice at the Valley of Aloy. The tunnel opens into a prominent Darklands highway known as the Long Walk, which was constructed and is maintained by the Duragar, a dour, subterranean race descended from those dwarves who remained behind during the quest for Sky. Travelers on this highway must pay heavy tolls, or survive fierce fights. While the Duragar Empire is very decentralized, its soldiers are nonetheless well-trained and well-armed. Because the long walk jogs south and east, it presents a longer journey than traveling as the crow flies. A little over 150 miles separates the Valley of Aloy and the caverns beneath Kragadan. The first 130 miles appears to be on the long walk, while the last 20 miles diverge into treacherous side tunnels of which little is mentioned. Such a journey, you would estimate, and Nav Navi would probably estimate, would take you no less than 10 days. Uh, the Long Walk was constructed long ago as an underground highway connecting the major Durgar cities of Felstrock and Hagegraf. It is fiercely guarded by the Grey Dwarves, who routinely patrol its length and levy high tolls and tariffs. There is no natural light in the Long Walk, though phosphorescent fungi grow in isolated patches. From side to side, the highway narrows to no less than 50 feet, while at, its, at times growing to as wide as 200 feet across. Its arched ceiling ranges from 30 to 50 feet in height. Ancient and often immense stone monuments stare down at passersby from the ceiling and walls, though most of them have eroded over the millennia, leaving the occasional pointed arm or arched eyebrow behind. Um, I think that is all information that Jessup was able to figure out, but Navi would be able to reiterate and confirm most of that. What is the, um, like with those doors, what do they want as like a, a payment or whatever? Like are they just looking for straight gold or? So. Probably give them Orin. <laughs> <laughs> Navi would say, well, the, the dwarves, they, uh, they take all kinds of payments. Uh, anything that's worth money, they'll probably accept. Uh, they are known to be into slavery. So yeah, offering the dwarf would definitely do it, but I don't know if that'd be the first thing you'd want to resort to. Generally, they just ask for sums of gold. Uh, I will say that they tend to uh, they tend to base the amount of the toll off of how lucrative they think the particular traveler might be. Uh, looking at the four of you, 
might be higher tolls than I usually encounter, but um, I'm sure it won't be so much that you couldn't pay it if you had to. Slavery is common in the Darklands. Oh, it's not common, it's encouraged. At least for the Duragar. That's kind of how their society is run. I see. Let's not get into that as we move through. I don't think we're going to solve any of the issues in the Darklands, so let's just try to move through as quietly and peacefully as we can. I have no disillusions, Kirin. My, life li- my lifetime is for Nimathus. Perhaps in a future life, I can take care of the Darklands. Goodness, you certainly have ambitions. Could you imagine if Aiden was still here? <laughs> <laughs> he would attack all the Durgar on sight. Uh, on sight! He would yeah. be throwing hands on sight. Yeah, but fun fact, though, it is uh, related to Milani. The common belief is that they'll be reincarnated with the ability to fight again if they die a martyr. That so. sucks. You're just going <laughs> to get into an endless cycle of life and death trying to fix the Darklands. It's like, You're just the well, main character of ReZero. Well, yeah. his his goal is to become exalted and then he can work kind of like Milani. Like, never mind. Long story short, it's a thing. They, they believe they'll be reincarnated or will be able to rejoin the land of the living after they die. Sometimes with memories intact. Well, yeah, so... As long as you're careful, you'll probably be fine. Uh, if they do notice that uh, you've got a, a surface dwarf with you, then things might get a little tense. Uh, at the very least, they'll probably demand more gold than they normally would. But um, I'm sure you'll get by. Every time we run into them, just uh, cast invisibility on me. It'll be fine. Well, I can do that for a point, and then I won't be yeah. able to anymore. But it'll be all right. It's an option. Yeah, we'll be fine. All right, well, if the three of you are ready, then I can get us back to that that area that we were at before, but then after that, I, I don't think I can get us down 2,000 feet. Do uh, we want to go right at this exact moment? Or I hate to kind of run into Eulis with the other Molochs if they're down there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I figured the place that we were going, they wouldn't be at right yet, but I could be wrong. I don't know exactly what ways they're going to take to get into the Darklands. So, so Jason, what we're talking about doing is going through this door. Yes. That's not the one that has the 2,000 foot drop. That's this thing? No, no, no. So the 2,000 foot drop is like the thing that's on the edge of the Dwarven Ruins. Okay. The thing that's at the... So all of the openings in the Warrens go into the 2,000 foot drop. Okay. These smaller things are just connections between levels. Okay. Um, and this hallway, you are led to believe, eventually cycles down until it reaches the long walk, though it would be the world's longest spiral staircase. My understanding is that it might take you less some time to speak with the tribe, and then even after that, if they're going to decide to move deeper into the Darklands, that might take time as well for them to pick up their tribe and go. So my thought is to probably go right now and try to get out ahead of them. That's true. Well, in the manner that that boy speaks in circles, gosh only knows how long it's going to take for him to tell the trap what's going on. That's true as well. So I would say let's, let's, you know, better now than never. It's daunting to think 75 miles through the Darklands to get to Kragadan, but we've got to start somewhere, I suppose. Mile at a time. 
It's gonna take us quite a while. Do we have enough supplies? Is there anything that we need from Navi before we go? Ah, we got the uh, freebie can that can make some little codbuzz sludge. I think we're good. Do we want any potions or anything? Pro we probably do want to buy a, you know, a bunch of rations and I don't... I'm assuming we'd find water down there, right? Somewhere? I can create water. Well, look at that, Mr. Fancy Pants. It's called pee. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, we can all create water, Gideon. No, this oh, is... This is <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not speaking of urine. I, I have... And he does it. I, I can conjure He pees right in front of everyone. <laughs> no, he casts the cantaloupe. filling a canteen. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> makes delicious me. tea. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I don't know what is wrong with you people. <laughs> Sorry, it's all my You fault. people, don't let me into this. Do not. You're the one, like, spamming free water over there. All right, we're going to dimension door at this door. To Kragadon. We dimension door to Kragadon. To uh, Kragadon. We're going to have to fight all these things here? No, so I, I took all of the remaining Morlocks in the Warrens and put them in, in Ulysses' room so he could give a speech. And there are 15 of them remaining. With, oh, So he makes 16. There are three destroyers left, three normal Morlocks, and then I don't think you killed a single Morlock creeper. They're all here. On my Is that boat. the wall guys? Yeah. Yeah, the poison dart guys. Didn't we kill two with the chief? Those were Morlock mates. Those were different, technically. Equally oh. annoying. Didn't like them. The Morlock, the Morlock mates were rangers. The Morlock creepers are rogues. Oh, but they're all Australian. Yep, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> okay, so you guys make your way, you dimension door down to that door, and unfortunately you don't have the key to it, so you cannot continue the adventure. No, I'm just kidding. You have to go back and kill all of them. Dwarven. So we just, we just murder them. Yes. No, so you guys are able to open that door, and you begin walking down this long hallway that slowly begins to curve downwards into a staircase, but after several hundred feet, the actual stonework kind of gives way to just a cavernous tunnel that turns and turns and spirals down. And I think uh, I looked on a forum one time and somebody came up with the math and in order to make the difference in uh, height to get to the base of the 2000 feet, the staircase would take like several miles worth of actual walking distance to do or something like that. I didn't actually confirm the math, but basically they said it was a freakishly long walk just to get down there. So it probably takes you a good two, three hours just in this tunnel walking until eventually... Do you guys all have dark vision? Or I can cast it. Yeah, I just didn't know if you were, you'd be using torches or, or how you'd be proceeding. Worst case, if you want to cast it again, we can use the um, extend rod too for it. So yeah, you guys can all see in the dark here, so you don't have to use any any torches or anything. But as you get to the base of this tunnel, it levels out and begins to go off what you assume to be northwards until it very shortly opens into a much larger chamber. And as you look left and right, this chamber goes on past your dark vision, but you can see in the distance little glowing lights, probably the... Um, phosphorescent fungi that you had heard occasionally spring up in the long walk. And you look down at the ground and it is 
worked stone, though ancient worked stone. It is eroded quite badly, but this is very clearly like a highway, not a just random tunnel. And you believe that you have indeed reached the long walk and the beginning of your 150-mile journey. Following the map, you know that you would have to be going south. So you can turn in that direction and begin heading that way. And I can actually move you to the map of the Long Walk. Note that this is a very small section of the Long Walk. This is not the entirety of the Long (laughs) Walk. Some Long Walk. This is only a... How long is it? This is only like a 450 foot long section of the Long Walk. So you guys begin going down the Long Walk here. And for a while, it's quiet. There's not a whole lot going on. You do occasionally hear some distant noises like water droplets hitting the ground or maybe a couple Darklands creatures skittering about and uh, running away from you as you go along. But for the most part, you see no light. The uh, phosphorescent um, fungi are very sparse. You go through several hundreds of feet at a time in in complete darkness, but with dark vision, it's not a big deal for you guys. So, let me get out my D100. Alright. So, about three hours pass as you're traveling along the long walk here. And it's getting to the point where, I mean, you can't tell what time of day it is, but with the battle that was going on before and the hours after that and the hours here you're starting to get a little tired you think you're probably getting close to what should be nighttime but before you're able to like stop and and find a a place to set up camp either on the middle of the road or off to the side of the road or whatever you hear actually I guess you'll have to roll perception checks first I'll allow perception checks. We uh we didn't uh, rest yet, correct? This is a correct thing that you have said. Okay, perception and go. Ooh, I rolled a 23 perception. 22 perception. Perception and go. I rolled a 41, baby. Perception and, hang on, character sheet's loading. <laughs> and engage. Engaged. <laughs> he gets a 19. Is your plus 5 in there from your, the goggles I gave you? Uh, yes. No, oh, that's that sucked. I have bad perception, okay? Do you have any or ranks in it? Nothing. Not really, no. Okay. I was going to say, it must just be the goggles and your wisdom, right? Yeah. Listen, this is how it was when Oren was first in the group, too. He doesn't perceive things. Yeah. It's you know, right. he's not a, a, a looker, he's, he's a doer. A looker. He's a doer. He does stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... You guys hear... In the darkness ahead of you... Movement. It sounds like... So, three of you... Kieran, Jessup, and Gideon... You're able to... Determine that... The sound is of... Multiple creatures... Some of which... Seem to be maybe wearing some sort of armor. There's like a clinking of metal. 
But then there's also like skittering of like some kind of insectile, like multi-legged things walking along. And here's how we're going to do this. Um, so you did hear them, but they saw you before you saw them. Mm, yes, but I was stealthing. But everybody knows the speed of sound is faster than the speed of light. So we are going to do... We're not going to do a surprise round because Oren would have still hear, heard the uh, skittering noises and the rest of you also heard the uh, the more armored noises. So we are going to just go straight into initiative. This is fairly abrupt. You guys heard these noises and then immediately the next thing is about to occur, but uh, you'll have to roll initiative first. Oh, I was hoping we could speak with them, but that doesn't sound like an option. There's no diplomacy in the Darklands. Do we have time to negotiate? There's no diplomacy in the Darklands, you fool. There's no diplomacy in the Darklands! So, we have initiative here. Gideon with a six. Classic, classic. Jessup with a 23. Kieran with a 10. Ooh, got some good ones. And Oren with a 19. So, first up in initiative, out of the darkness ahead of you, comes flying a bolt. That's not what I expected to be flying. So it looks like the only two people that uh, wouldn't have cover from this would be Gideon and Jessup, so I'll just roll a d2. One will be Gideon, two will be Jessup. Two! It's gonna be against Jessup. So Jessup does a... 22 hit your flat-footed AC. Yes. Okay. You take a whopping two points of damage. Plus... That's, that's not good. He's on death's door. Here it comes. Uh, plus another 10 points of sneak attack damage. And that is that creature's turn. Jessup, it is now your turn. From your perspective, you just all of a sudden heard movement coming from in front of you. And you can all see 60 feet ahead of you in darkness, but there's nothing in your line of sight. Oh, I I can see further. I think it's 120. That is further. Hang on. Let me confirm that. Hang on. Hang, hang on. Hang on. Let me look at my feet. Yeah, I didn't know if Hursk had that in, or if Oren had it oh, as well. Oh, nope. Hursk had it. Oren yeah. does not. It's 60 feet for That's Oren. Sorry. Thought. Sorry. I had him backwards. Different dwarf. Different dwarf. My word. I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah, out to the range of your dark vision, you don't see anything, but somehow something has seen you, and you've just been shot. What do you do? Jessup will cast Dancing Lights. Oh. So I'm not really entirely sure where I'll cast them. Um, so I'm just going to... I could do 100 feet. So I could see 60... Or how far can I see in front with the you dark see vision? see 60 feet ahead of you. So I'll double that. So let's do 120. So I'll okay. put them here. So you are casting the lights. I'll just do like a general... I'll just do a, a square. Okay. A two-dimensional square. Yeah, so you cast dancing lights back there, which would reveal... Some creatures. Oh, creatures! Let's kill them. Oh crap! Oh yeah, just a, yeah, just a few, a few of them, not oh, like too oh, many. Oh, oh, dearie. So you now see as these dancing lights appear in the distance and illuminate uh, 
the area between your dark vision and themselves, you see about, it looks like five humanoid figures. I will show you their tokens here. There's one of them. Ooh, that looks like a woman. There's several of that figure. And then there is this figure in the back. Oh, that's what Warren looks like. Can I do a knowledge check? Absolutely. It would be a knowledge uh, local, I believe. Knowledge local humanoid. for the bugs? That's weird. All right. Uh, well, the bugs would be local. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are... It looks like there's five humanoid figures, and then there are four... Uh, it looks like... Did I get the size right on these? Nope. One second. Oh, dear. They weren't supposed to get bigger. Does the uh, dramatic change in light condition affect these people in any mechanical way? Uh, Unfortunately, I don't believe dancing lights creates anything mechanically worthwhile. It makes it daylight. I wasn't sure because I know like some things. Does not make it daylight. Uh, It would raise it by one level, so it's probably dim light. Uh, Okay. The daylight spell would make it daylight. Uh, Normal light, I guess, is what I meant. So... Yeah, so it'd become yeah, it'd be dim light, so it wouldn't make a difference. So yes, with a thirty-five knowledge local, Jessup, you are able to immediately identify all five of these humanoids as Durakar. Ah, the Durakar! And Gideon, I apologize that my spell is subpar to your lighting standards. And then Jessup will five foot step back behind the pain train. Yep, it looks like they are dressed like a a standard patrol, and. Uh, it looks like they are immediately hostile. Uh, we should try to diplomatize, um, but then Jessup will start a performance. Why not? You know what? For funsies... Oh, wait. Maybe. Would I? Should I? Well, I was going to say, you should get questions about them, right? Because you rolled a nat 20. So. Oh, yeah, you can ask true. questions about Durgar if you want. Uh, sure. You have anything you want to <laughs> know about Durgar? Uh, I just want to know what they were. I mean, they're basically Orn, but darker skin toned. Correct and live in the yeah they're cave. they're they're like dwarves but slightly better. Oh okay. What Ooh. what makes them better? And then be wow. fighting words. So they have 120 foot dark vision naturally. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> do they have any cool racial? They do have light sensitivity, but that's it's got to get to to normal light to matter. I think it's either normal or bright light, and even then, I think it just makes them dazzled, which is kind of useless, but. Um, so they have like the, they have the same kind of stuff that dwarves do. So like they have bonuses on spells, and uh, I assume spell like abilities. It just says spells in this stat block, but I assume it's both. I'll because there's not a whole lot going on with them. I'll tell you that you get the sense somehow that these four are probably like some variant of like full martial, like maybe fighters or something like that, given their armor and weapons. And the one in the back is. Could be a ranger, could be a rogue. Did do some sneak attacks, so probably more like a rogue, maybe. You don't know what level they might be, but yeah, they're they're kind of like dwarves, but they are slightly better. Okay, so Jessup will relay that information and then immediately apologize to Orin for making him feel bad about himself, and then Jessup will a will start a inspire courage. Okay. So he will, yeah, I guess free action monster lore, move action, start bar performance. He will at least five foot step and then he standard action cast dancing lights. That's it. 
Yep. And then another thing that you would know about Duragar that uh, is going to come up right now. They do have the ability, as you see right in front of you, to go invisible. As one of them goes invisible. And Oren, it is your turn. What have I got left for spells? <laughs> I would laugh if Oren puts his, the ash on his face and then he just thinks he can go invisible. <laughs> just like Drax. Nobody yeah. can see me. Nobody can see me. In hindsight, maybe we should have looked like Oren's slaves. Would that have sat well with Gideon? Uh, we don't do that around here. <laughs> I want to cast a spell. Okay. Cast hedging weapons. Okay, so you cast hedging weapons. Okie dokie. Anything else? Have a sit there. Okay. That brings us to Blue, who is going to go invisible. That brings us to the red stag beetle. Uh, what is their movement? Awesome. Awesome. So he's just gonna move a little bit forward, I guess. And then Red Duragar Captain is going to go invisible. And then Orange Stag Beetle is going to move a little bit forward. And then Kieran. Kieran is going to cast Mirror Image on himself. So 1d4 plus 3 images, a minimum of 4. Nice. So that will be my images. And movement-wise, I think I will, for now, stay where I'm at. And that's my turn. All right, that brings us to the blue stag beetle. It's going to move a little bit forward, and then to Gideon. We'll go ahead and cast Divine Favor, and we will do an invocation of... We'll go with Protection for now. Okay. So that's a plus two sacred bonus to AC. Yep, five foot step forward. That's my turn. Okay, so that brings us to stack beetle green, which will move forward a little bit. And orange captain, who will go invisible. They like doing that. And then at the top of the next round, the guy in the back is going to cast a thing. And you see his shadow kind of take physical form as he summons a shadow. It's going to just move there. And that brings us back to Jessup. Jessup will five foot step up. Jessup will cast haste. (laughs) 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 And then maintain performance. And he will move action. He'll pull out his bow. That's it. That brings us to this guy who's going to do that. And that then brings us to Oren. I want to try a thing. And I probably won't know the results, but let's see what happens. Oh, wait a minute. Where'd that guy come from? Who's that guy? That is the shadow that was summoned out of this guy's shadow. Yeah, so barely seen out of the corner of your eye, it's a wisp of shadow that is vaguely humanoid in outline and kind of writhes in unholy life. I don't like that. I'm going to change up what I was going to do. I'm going to try a quake maneuver with my new warhammer. Okay. 
And so I think I can do a five foot radius spread, a 10 foot cone or a 20 foot line. Is that yes. right? Yep, All so right. you could five foot step forward and catch this one in the in the 20 foot line. Yeah. Actually, I think I just want to do a 10 foot cone in front of me and Gideon there, basically. You won't hit anything. Oh, I didn't know if maybe the invisible creatures were there. Oh, yeah, I mean, you I could do that. Oh, I mean... <laughs> I, did, I, I thought you were going for the beetles, and if you did a 10-foot cone, none of the beetles are in... I mean, you could do a move action to get closer and get the beetles in a cone. No, I don't like it. It just knocks me prone. I'm just going to cast another spell. I'm going to follow Gideon's lead and also cast Divine Favor. Okay, so you cast that spell on yourself, uh, and that will bring us to this person who will do a thing and then we get back to the stag beetles here who is going to attempt an overrun maneuver or not an overrun i'm sorry a trample maneuver and kind of like skitter past you guys a little bit i drew it kind of weird but kind of like that just skitter by you actually be here so yeah so full round action it's an overrun, at least one size category smaller than itself. Trampling creatures, it does not need to make a check. Yada, 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 So basically, Gideon and Oren, you can make a attack of opportunity uh, at a minus four penalty, or you can make a reflex save to half the damage. I'll take an attack of opportunity. Okay. I, too, will take an attack of opportunity. Okay. Go for it. A 30. Okay, so with the minus four penalty, those would both still hit, 26 and 24. 13 points of damage. 13 points of damage, all right. Lots of two from Jessup. And then I think mine's a 28, but it weirdly, I put it weird. Can you guys read that? Does that say 28? The the to hit? Yeah. Yeah. Does that hit? Uh, You'd take a minus four penalty for a tax of opportunity, so it's a 24, but that does still hit. Wow, big damage from the new squeaky hammer. 12 plus 3, so another 15. That's not bad for minimum damage. So it takes that damage, and both of you will be taking... Ooh, you both take 11 points of damage. We won that trade. It's not great, but we won. So that is that one's turn. Now it is this guy's turn, so he does a thing. Uh, and now it is Orange Beetle's turn. Orange will then come through and trample through the other direction. So Gideon and Orin, you can make an attack of opportunity if you have another one, or a reflex save. It'll have to be a reflex. Don't have combat reflexes. Yeah. And I guess we're going for a reflex save. 23 from Orin and 24 from Gideon. You both succeed, so you will be taking half damage. So you both take only four points of damage. I can live with that. So that was Orange's turn. Now it is Kieran's turn. Okay, so I just want to remind you that I do have blind sense 30 feet. So if any of the invisible guys come within that radius, I think I can get a general idea of where they're at. Yep. Okay. I'm going to take a five foot step and I will full attack on the red beetle. So my glaive, glaive, glaive. I believe. Glaive, glaive, glaive. Glaive, glaive, glaive. Okay, so here's two attacks from the glaive. So a 36 hopefully hits and a 14 will probably miss. 
Okay, so the... Th- it's th- Why is it 36? 35, I'm sorry, 35. Okay, 35 will hit. That will kill it. Oh, okay. So then my hasted attack, because the iterative attack was a natural two, so it's going to miss. My hasted attack would go after orange. So the 21 slashing kills the red beetle, and then there will be uh, 18 against the orange beetle. Plus Jessup's. Two. I gotta say, Jessup, I I appreciate you always bringing the damage to a multiple of five. It's been very convenient. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. More support, even for the DM. So... And... Oh, no, I took a five-foot step in attack, so that's my turn. Yes. Okay. That brings us to Stag Beetle Blue, who is also going to trample, this time getting three of you. Uh, but, Kieran, you do have an attack of opportunity if you want to take it. I will take it. The other two of you will have to reflex. Orin, with an 11, is going to fail. Gideon, with a 23, 25, is going to succeed. The 32 attack of opportunity will hit. Whoa. Again, 20 points of damage with Jessup's two. You're welcome. All right. Okay. So with that, uh, Orin and Kieran will be taking 10 points of damage from the trample. And five for me? Yes. And it is your turn, Gideon. Did Jessup not go? Did he not go? Yeah, I was waiting for him to identify that thing. Um, I think I went and I just chose not to. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of people in this initiative order, so I... Yeah, because I went, because I casted haste on you. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. People's... Yeah. I, so... I don't know if you'll allow retroactive one, I forgot, but I mean, I could do it next round if you shout out to me. No, 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 you're, you're fine. I was just... It would be a knowledge religion if you wanted to do it now, Gideon. I'll do, uh, I'll do a knowledge religion then. 27? 27, you successfully identify this as a shadow. Okay. Uh, is that incorporeal? It is an incorporeal undead, yes. So it's immune to all the standard undead stuff. It does nasty touch attack stuff. You know that standard shadows, when they kill a creature, the, the dead creature actually comes to life as a shadow spawn. I'll uh, start full round attack on the orange, and he'll relay all that information to the party as he starts hacking at us, slashing us. Okay. 30. A 20. 30 will hit, and a 20 will also hit. Okay. So 15... Total damage plus two coming from Jessup, so... So 12 plus 13 is 25, plus four is enough. So with Jessup's help, you are able to bring it from zero to minus four. Then my last attack will go against blue. 23 will hit. 19. For 19 points of damage. And with Jessup's aid, that brings it to below zero. Ah, Jessup, the finisher! Jessup! (laughs) Put it in work, man. I should have cast Deadly Juggernaut if I knew you are going to be doing that for me. Gosh. Okay, so that is a full attack. You can five-foot step. No, no, Gideon. You are doing that yourself. I'm just <laughs> here supporting you. I will five-foot step further up. Okay. After Gideon, it goes to green, and green is going to trample through all four of you. Gideon, you have another attack of opportunity now. Kieran and Oren still do not. Oh, do you mind if I cast that thing real quick? Oh, wow. Not one. Jeez. That is a tale of two reflex saves. So Oren gets a natural one with a fail. Kieran and Jessup both get a 22 and a 25. 
Uh, Gideon, did you want to make an attack of opportunity or a reflex save? I would like to take an attack of opportunity. Okay. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, my. A natural 20 for a 40 will hit. A 39 will confirm. Can you do enough to kill it? I don't think so. No, not with that one. Not with that. No. That was a bad roll. Hey, hey don't discredit uh, me just yet. 30, 32 points of damage? You do a chunk. Yeah, you do a chunk. It is still up, though. Uh, so... With that, Gideon and Oren will take full damage. Kieran and Jessup will take half damage. So that is, again, it's so it's 10 for the, those of you who did not make the save and five for those who did. And then that brings us to this guy who does a thing. Stop doing the things. And then that brings us to the top of the next round. This guy in the distance is going to roll a stealth check. And I need... I'll roll a d2, whether it's uh, Oren or Gideon. Uh, so one will be Gideon, two will be Oren, two. So he's going to try to shoot Oren. Oren, go ahead and roll me a perception check to see if, if you can still spot him. Okay, no. So you lose track of him out of the corner of your eye, even though it is dim light. Normally, you would be able to spot him. But it seems that this particular individual is almost able to hide in plain sight, it seems. And is going to make an attack against your flat-footed AC. I don't know if it's going to hit, though, even against flat-footed. Uh, that is only a 21 against flat-footed. No. Nope. You two have very high flat-footed AC, so it doesn't help much. Okay. That'll be his turn he'll actually maybe move a little bit over here uh, and then he'll actually his shadow will move go up to Gideon and make a swipe so Gideon does a does a 23 hit your touch yes oh fun I would like you to take 4 points of strength damage so minus 4 to my temp basically pretty much yeah, yeah. it'll be like a minus 2 penalty on all your attack and damage rolls basically and that will bring us to Jessup. Um, again, is there anything else you want to know about that shadow? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> you can okay. still learn, learn yourself, bud. Fine. Fine. I won't help. Uh, sure, Jessup will maintain the performance he has. Classic. And thanks. And. Oh, at least some of this. Uh, he will five foot step here, and I don't know. Actually, uh, can I do a knowledge check on those beetles? Yes, that would be a knowledge in nature. Uh, Seventeen. You are able to identify them, but you don't get any information. Uh, they are known as giant stag beetles. They are neutral, large vermin. Okay. All right, well, uh, I guess since I'm not sure, I'm going to try to cast a spell defensively, a level two spell, so it's what? Double the spell level plus 15? Yes, yeah, so that would be a DC 19. I hope I would hit that. We shall see. Uh, 31. 31, just barely. Kieran, you're my hero. Aww. Since you don't have any more spell slots, go swinging. Okay. So, yeah, five foot step, standard action cast, free action maintain. Move action, give the stag beetle a dirty look. That is my turn. Okay. And remembers Titan and has a tear in his eye. 
Oh, oh, Husk, I miss you. Well, that will bring us to these guys. He'll do a he'll do a thing. So he will move up, and he'll actually because he is within reach now. Um, he will take a I guess a vital strike. Ooh, or he could do that. Ooh, he could do. Ooh, boy. But that would be really annoying to figure out how that works. I'm just going to do a vital strike. So he would become visible. Kieran, you would have sensed the presence on approach. As you now see a large Duragar. I guess you would have identified this when you identified Duragar. They can go invisible and enlarge person. Oh, nice. So they're just better than dwarves. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, and so, yeah, he will take a vital strike at Gideon. Uh, Gideon, you are flat-footed because he was invisible, and he gets a plus two because he was invisible. And he's vital striking, so there's no penalties. Okay. He's not power attacking. Oh, he does crit on that. Okay. Uh, that is a critical threat. I don't know if this will hit your flat-footed, though. Oh, no, yeah, that will. So I rolled a 19 on the die. He gets a plus two for being invisible. So that is a 38. Yeah. Yep. But he has to confirm. Yep. <laughs> Natural two on the confirm. Won't do it. Uh, which, even with the invisibility bonus, is only going to be a 21 against your flat-footed. Nope, I'm good. He will hit with Vital Strike, but it is not a critical. So that will be... Oh, goodness, that's actually going to be a decent amount. Okay. 30 points of damage. That was decent. Yeah, they because they're enlarged, they do 2d8. So Vital Strike is 4d8 plus stuff. I should have power attacked. I just didn't think that I was going to hit, so I didn't. That does bring us to Orin. It's huge! I guess I'll touch Gideon. Thank you. With a Cure Critical. I'm sure a Cure Light would be fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, you don't want to waste the stuff on him, you know? Uh, right, 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 right. Yeah. 31. It's like it never happened. Yeah, except it did. <laughs> okay, well, you know, next time you're not going to. But I appreciate you. You know what? No, no, no. You just talked yourself yeah. out of more. Yeah. I don't even know why you healed him, because, I mean, he's a cleric, right? I mean, basically, yeah. Yeah, I mean, seriously. All right, you can move if you want. I'm sure I can. I'll move here. That will bring us to this guy's turn who's going to do that Kieran you sense a presence so you're you don't get a precise thing from it just a kind of general sense right within 30 feet I think technically I can know where they're what square they're in but I still have to roll concealment okay so you sense that a a creature is approaching from this direction how come you get this sense in spider sense thing I have blind sense fine uh, you then would right after that well actually this isn't you'd sense it but the attack would also kind of come in from invisibility the red one will show up here and do a vital strike against Gideon 26 against flat footed no that'll miss okay so he goes to swing at you but it rebounds off your armor that brings us to Kieran okay Kieran will did it, you say I sensed coming from somewhere else or just red? So you sensed red coming in, but you sense one over here that you don't see. Oh, okay. So 
I'll tap Jessup on the shoulder and I'll say, Heads up, Jessup, there's one coming from your left. And then I will five foot step up and then I'm going to cast Magic Missile on the incorporeal guy. How dare you? So that will be 20 force damage. All right. And for the listeners, that will all go through because force is the only thing that will affect an incorporeal creature fully. Jessup should do an additional 22 damage. For I don't uh, think that's how that works. It should. It should. <laughs> They're missiles. They're basically like like crossbow yeah, bolts. We're within, I'm in 30 feet of each of the ranged projectiles, Jason. Yep. yep. Yeah, I don't think that's how that works. Yes. Nope, it is. So that's my turn. Unfortunately, this particular shadow has a special ability called Dodge Magic Missiles. It just has the shield spell, which would be very inconvenient. Yeah, that'd be funny, but uh, it does not. So yeah, it seems like all that damage does go through. And it is Kieran's turn. You have been attacked I, by... I, I just went. No! Shh, shut up! I'm sorry. It is, I, meant, I meant Gideon. <laughs> Sarah, why'd you do that? No. I did the opposite of what I normally do. I normally click it twice and skip somebody, but this time I clicked it, but didn't, didn't actually look at the next person. So it is Gideon's turn. You have been hit by, well, you've been hit by one Duragar and attacked by another, but you also have a shadow in front of you. What do you, uh, what would you like to do about that? Um, I had a question. And, oh yeah. So when we level up, we don't get access to our new spells. We don't get our new HP. Do we get new class features? Uh, if they're, like, inherent things, then yes. So I would get my domain stuff? You wouldn't get the domain spells. Correct. But I'd get the other stuff, like the supernatural abilities. I don't know if you would if they're use per day, but if they're, like, other things, then yes. What if they are use per day? You would say no? Okay, that's fine. I don't know. Is is that generally how we would play it, or no? I don't remember. I, I think this is the first time that I got something... That mattered. If I can't use my discordant voice on her magic missile, then yes, I see you can't do what you want to do. <laughs> you can rule it however you like, but I have an ability that I would like to use. It says once each day you can do this thing. So if you want to wait till tomorrow, that's fine with me. Yeah, I think for simplicity's sake, we'll just rule it the same way as spells. Okay. Just, just to keep things simple. And I mean, I don't want you to have fun, so... Well, I understand all your decisions are made off of that, um, first and foremost. Yep. Uh, I'm so in such a bad situation. Just kill him. Yeah, we're going to try. I'm still hasted, yeah? I would assume so. Yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll full round attack him. 26, 28. Both of those will hit the shadow. 37. That'll hit the shadow. All of these are going to be half damage. So 5, 8, 8, 14. Okay. And I'm assuming my magic, my sonic damage is half too? It is because it's from a corporeal source, I think. Um, but even that being the case, the second attack will be enough to put down the shadow. So you can 5 foot step and smack the other guy? I suppose I could, couldn't I? Yeah, if you want to 5 foot step towards one of them. Yep. It's red, okay. Uh, so the third attack was a 37. Green? None okay. of them none of them have been hit yet, right? Um, Correct. So let's go there. Okay, so going up against green. Green has 10 more AC than red, so that's good. Okay. That's a joke. Also checks out. Yeah. Uh, so the 37 against green will hit 
And you did 17 plus 5, so 22 five. points of damage to yep. green. And All right. since I put him down, we'll go ahead and do that as well. I'll cast okay. the thing that I like to cast so I don't die. The anti-death spell. All right. That brings us to the uh, stag beetle here, who is going to attack Jessup. Oh. It does not have reach, so it has to step up to you to do it. I don't like it. Uh, and is going to make one attack against you, Jessup. Okay. I would love to see this hit. I would. I don't know if a 15 will do it, though. Uh, just barely missed. Yeah, they... Uh, I saw their stat blocks, and I was like, they're, they're not going to hit unless they trample. Okay, that's the stag beetle's turn. Brings us to this guy's turn. He's going to... Well, you're within charge. So yeah, he's going to charge. So because he's charging, so you're flat-footed, he gets a plus two from invisible and a plus two from charge. I think it'll do it. I think it's a 30 even. Thank oh, you, you, Jessup. You stinker. <laughs> <laughs> you little dummy. Oh, okay, well, that's Jessup. very rude. Yeah, that's, that was rude, Jace. I don't care. <laughs> so for those listening, his flat-footed is 32. Yes, so that will miss. Brings us to the top of the next round. This guy in the back. What is he gonna do? I wonder. So he will go invisible and then he will do a little bit of a thing. All right. Interesting thing with him. I don't think it's a, like it matters if I tell you this, but he does not have enlarge person as a spell-like ability, but he's still a Duragar. He has a different spell in place of that. I don't know if maybe there's an alternate trait that he took. I don't know. It's weird. After him, we come to Jessup. Ah, oh, thanks for the heads up, Kieran. Wait, my left or your left? Just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, it's the same left. <laughs> Jessup will five foot step back, and he will put down Titan Jr. Oh, try to. All right. So hasted, he will take three shots. And swift action, obviously he will arcane strike, point blank shot. He is not in melee, so please don't hit. I'll be sad. Uh, 36 with a crit confirm 27. Another 31 with a crit confirm of 20 <laughs> and a 24. Did I kill him? You just rolled two dad 20s? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I did. So all of those will hit. The first attack is enough to kill him. Um, so in this case, I guess I would try to redirect my shots to potentially... I don't... I think uh, probably green, I guess. Um, but it will be at a minus... Four. I mean, I don't know. Would he? Oh, yeah, because he's in melee. Red wouldn't be melee. Red, orange would both not be melee. Would they? You. Would they get cover at all? Red wouldn't. Okay. Now I guess I'll shoot at red then. That makes more sense. I just I always forget with cover because those two yahoos are next to me. Okay. So the thirty-one will hit red. The twenty will not confirm on red. Uh, the twenty-four will also hit red. So two more normal attacks there for. Um. So that'll be. Eight to nine plus an additional three. All right. And that's your turn? Uh, yeah. Five foot step, reaction, full round tech. Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Green is going to go. It's going to five foot step. And they have noticed that you are very hard to hit. So he is not going to power attack. He's going to... He's going to vital strike. One attack... Uh, he's not getting any bonuses, so it's just his flat uh, thing. He's going for one attack? Interesting. 
Yeah, he's vital striking. Uh, but a 29 is not going to hit. Nope. That brings us to Orin. Yeah, so all of the beetles are down. It is left only the Duragar, but some of them you cannot see. I'm going to move towards red. Do I know how much reach they have? Uh, you're not certain, but I mean, by your knowledge of normal spell casting, large creatures usually have a, a reach of, of 10 feet if they're bipedal. I mean, you can see them hitting Gideon from... That is also true. You can see them hitting Gideon from 10 feet away. You can see them trying to hit Gideon from 10 feet away. I mean, oh, come on. Don't provoke, my dude. So you're going down and then over? Oh, I did provoke. Yep. Nope. Okay. So I mean, Josh provoke, provoke the DM. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Well, I was like, I mean, I have to if I'm going to get close enough to that hit was it. Unfortunate timing on my part. I mean, you, yeah. could, you could attempt to roll acrobatics. So I can, you... Did you just say I could acrobatics? Do you know how negative <laughs> his acrobatics is? I mean, Are you wearing, like, just stone re- full plate? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's either you roll it and have a chance of very slim, probably non-existent, or, or you just move and provoke, period. See how it be. I don't think it would work. It's fun to roll See dice. what it do. Fine, just take the hit. So you, ta- you do take an attack of opportunity from red, but also from blue that was <laughs> right, right there. I knew he was somewhere. Um, so blues blues would go first uh, you would be flat footed against this attack and he would have a plus two because he was invisible Orin's going to be sold into slavery I can already feel <laughs> it that is a 36 against your flat footed oh is it yeah, yeah okay hits red does not get a plus two and is not against your flat footed AC and is only a 26 that does not hit okay so blue hits but uh, red does not so you will take 19 points of damage from blue. Oof. But uh, red misses. And you can continue with your standard action. I'm gonna channel. Okay. Selectively? Yeah, of course. No, no, I resurrect all the beetles. <laughs> so you, what is your charisma modifier? Yeah, because you. I don't think you can exclude everybody. There's too many enemies. You can you can exclude a number oh. of creatures up to your charisma modifier. Oh, so how far away are these guys? Oh, they're within range. That would be a problem. Have we done any damage to Orange? To any of these guys? You know you haven't done any damage to Blue because he just showed up. You, I can tell you which ones to hit. You would have seen Jessup shoot Red, and you know that uh, Gideon was hitting Green. Do you have to exclude? unconscious enemies as well technically okay well then i'm not gonna do that then yeah no not gonna do that i don't have enough for that uh i guess i'll just hit the one in front of me then Ooh. Mm. a natural one even though it is somehow still a 25 is unfortunately not going to hit that's unfortunate justin did you forget to renew your subscription with roll 20 for getting I, the 20s i might have I have to send them a new a new payment. <laughs> Talk about a pay to win. You know what? You give them enough money, they probably could rig your account. I bet you. All right. Unfortunately, that brings us to the Duragar captains here. One of them is going to step up here to be within range of Kieran and is going to uh, try to take some swats at him. He's going to do two attacks. Uh, and he'll power attack. Why not? That is only a 20. That will miss. And it has to be within five? Yes. So my AC is 25, so that would be within five. Okay. And the iterative 
is worse. That was a natural three. Uh, the iterative is not going to come within five. So oh, thank goodness. The uh, power attack will probably not happen the next time. Uh, that brings us to Red. Red is actually going to five-foot step back here, and he's going to vital strike because you look heavily armored. So that is one attack. Uh, I thought it was an 18 on the die. It was only a 13 on the die, but that might still hit for a 30. Nope. I'm 31. Oh, let me just make sure I didn't have some buffs on there. Nope, nope stop it. You've already said it. Too late. Yeah, yep. it's kind of too late. It's too late, pal. Too yeah, late, come I, I don't. I don't think there's any other buffs on there. And oh, so do I. That's awesome. So, okay. So that will miss. That brings us to Karen. So how does it work if I were to grow my bite and claws? I could do only one... At- could I do my three attacks with my glaive and then bite and claws? Or how does that work? You could do all of your glaive attacks. You could then do one of your claw attacks because one of your hands would be holding the glaive. And you could do your bite. But your claw and your bite would both be at a minus five. Right. Okay. That makes sense. I'm going to do that. So I will grow my claws as a free action. I'll take my three glaive attacks, because I can do my hasted and my iterative in my regular, and then I will five foot step in and do my bite and claw. Okay. Alright, so glaive attack. First attack is a 29. 29 will hit blue. Okay. 21 slashing damage. Alright. Plus, Plus just six. Makes six. It 27. The natural two on the second attack is going to miss. Uh, yeah, the 16 is not going to hit. Okay, so then my hasted attack will be a 23. 23 will barely hit. <laughs> natural four is squeaking by. So that is 12 damage plus two, 14 damage. Then I will five foot step in and my bite attack is going to be a natural one. That'll miss. And my claws will be a (laughs) natural two. That'll miss. I'm so glad I did that. That worked out well. Still? So let's just recap. I rolled a natural two, a natural four, a natural one, and a natural two. It's only because you're cool, Sarah. Yeah. I forgot to also email Roll20 to re-up my uh, premium subscription as well, so... Yeah. I'll remember that for next session. You still did 41 points of damage. Not uh, bad. Uh, uh, I don't need your pity damage. Just have to do that. I want my chip damage in there. Recognition, <laughs> please. Yeah, add it to the stats. He might get most damage in the game. Look out. <laughs> All right, that's my turn. Okay, that'll bring us to Gideon. Can I five foot step into Bug Guts? Because it's a large sized corpse, it's difficult terrain, so it would not be a five foot step. You could move into it. I don't want to. I'll just five foot step forward. It's fine. It's just not my preferred. That's all. Okay. Um, we'll full round attack this guy. Try to put him down. Okie doke. 34, 24. Both of those will hit. 26. That'll hit. So 15 plus 12 is 27. Plus 17 is 44. Plus 13 is 57. Just think, Sarah, you missed two and did 41. I hit with all three and barely made it to 50. (laughs) All right. Some massive damage there. He is still up, but that was a lot, a lot of damage. That'll bring us 
to orange. It's going to move action, get there. That will provoke. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll take that. Provoke him. 25. 25 will hit. Kill him. Seven. Holy rocks, Batman. I have rolled so much max damage. All right. So total of 18 points of damage. And it is going to do a uh, vital strike on Jessup. Is he power attacking? Because Jessup will roll to convince him that he's also heavily armored. Yeah, no, he he is he's going to go for the whole Are you sure? deal. I mean, okay. It's going to do the package deal there. Uh, he shouldn't have done the package deal. Actually, I don't think it would have mattered. He rolled a natural two. I don't think it would have mattered. Even if he hadn't have been power attacking, that would not have been a 20. Going to miss with the natural two. We're all rolling low. Okay, top of the next round. Kieran, that is going to be a 24 against your flat-footed AC. Well, that will hit because my flat-footed is a 22. Okay, uh, so you have three images. So a one on a d4 will hit you. Uh, I rolled a three on the d4, so that's just an image. Oh, perfect. That brings us to Jessup. Jessup. Jessup, come before me. Do something. Everybody's getting attacked by one of these guys. I don't know what. I don't care what. Just do something. Wow, Gideon's mean today. <laughs> he needs his nap. Apparently, he needs his new level 12 abilities. I'm, 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 I'm itching. I want him. I want him bad. You're like the kid before Christmas that they know they're getting gifts, but knows they're there but can't open them yet. Yeah, he just he, last commune with Milani. She was like, oh, just so you know, you're getting some new... Uh, divine powers. That's so. not what she said. We both know what she said. Alright, uh, Jessup is going to maintain performance and regret all of his decisions. He's gonna five foot step back and he will... And other things. She said other things nope, too. Nope, she only said unclear. Will oh, I get I... new abilities? Unclear. <laughs> unclear. Uh, that's another nat 20 for 36. And a oh, for Lee, how you have just been bringing up. the pain today. Yeah, I, he re up. I, 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 yeah, those checks you guys said and were allocated to my account, apparently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got a 27 for my second attack. I'm guessing that hits, but then I'm assuming the 22 this is will miss. orange? Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, the 36 will hit orange. The 34 will confirm against orange. Uh, you have a minus four penalty for these, or is that... Yeah, actually range? I do, because I forgot he's uh, technically uh, threatening Gideon. So it would be a 23 for the second attack. I already figured the last one missed, so... Okay, 23 will still hit, but the 22 will miss. The 18 will miss. So 26 plus 8 is 34. And another 10 for me, because I boost my own damage. That's, that's some damage, Batman. It's pretty good. Some decent damage there. He didn't like that. Jessup's like, I got him! I'm dead! I'm dead! That'll bring us to Green, who is flanking as a consequence. He's got a five-foot step back. Here you go. Now he's flanking. Well, I mean, he was he was still flanking before. Oh, he has natural. The whole, the whole works. Yeah, they're just in large person, so it's natural reach. We'll take, because uh, we are flanking, we're going to go for the double attack just to hope one of them gets a high roll because uh, he knows that he has to roll high to hit you. Okay, so plus two on these. That might do it. I don't think so, 32. Hey, 33, that hasted. Oh my gosh. The, the iterative has to be a natural 19 or higher to hit. It is not. So that will miss. Oh my gosh, you missed again. Uh, that brings us to Oren, who is 
as a consequence of these movements, surround it now, I noticed. Yeah. Yeah. In a sense, he's being flanked from three different angles. Right. In a, in a sense, he's in a pickle as one I'm in trouble! Uh, he's gonna try and attack Red and do some, do some hits. Okay, so we're stepping up to Red and doing some hits. Oh, wow. Are you serious? Come on! The natural one is going to miss. The 24 will hit, though, and the 33 will hit. So that's two hits. Oh, my gosh. So 15 plus 12 is 27, plus 8 is 35. Trash! It's trash! Try not rolling one. I, seriously, though. <laughs> multiple ones. Multiple ones. All right. Some decent damage still, though. So that is your turn. That brings us to blue. Who's going to five foot step and do a full attack on Kieran with flanking. First attack. Ah, uh, he did. He power attacked last time and it didn't work out so great. So he's not going to do it this time. Okay. Which is good because he rolled super low again. 25. That's my AC, exactly. Nice. Flanking! Wait, how is she flanked? Because I can draw oh, a straight it, line between two of them. <laughs> like, you don't get any more flanked than I am right, right now. She's flanked from four different squares. <laughs> I thought that they were here. I thought that they were in this space here. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to roll a d6. One or a two hits you. I rolled a six. So that's an image. Iterative attack. Uh, that is a 24 with flanking. That won't hit, but mine images are gone. Okay. That brings us to Red, who is going to five foot step back here to be flanking. And full attack, Oren. Uh, yeah, one of these is going to be high. That's a 34. Yeah, that'll hit. And then his iterative has to be like a... No, I'm not going to bother with the iterative. But that is one hit, was not power attacking, was not vital striking, but is still going to be able to do 17 points of damage. That's not bad. That's not nothing. And that brings us to Kieran, who is flanked. Ooh, ouch. All right, so Kieran will do what he just did. He will do... Actually, because I'm flanking orange with Gideon, correct? Yes. All right, then I will direct my attacks to orange to start. So if the two glaives don't kill it, I don't know how many hit points it has, but I will step in and do my claw and bite. That is a really cool decision. All right, so my attacks with glaive, I have a natural one, fun, and then my second attack, natural six, for the same thing as the natural one, but a 22. 22 will exactly hit. Oh, dear heavens. Okay. 21 max damage, at least. 21 damage on that. Do I get Jessup damage from that? Six. Nice. Okay. Still Okay. Third glaive attack, 29. That'll hit. For 18 points of damage. Okay. That will put him down. Okay. So then now- Wait, Jason, just to confirm, did the 15 put him down- or Jessup's three put him down. The 15 put him down. <laughs> <laughs> you can't win them all, okay? You don't get it every single time. You can get the damage charts. Doesn't mean you can keep kill stealing like this every single time. <laughs> I, Jessup wants all the experience. Uh, all right, so then I'm going to five foot step into blue and do my bite and claw. So this does not... Well, actually, I'll just roll the iterative because that's minus five. So the bite attack is a 15... Why did it do that? Nope. It's a 34. Oh, it's a damage. You rolled a 34. It's a 34. You rolled a 34 with the minus 5? Oh, yes. 
I did. Because it's a natural Dang. 19. Dang. I have a plus I have a plus 20 have a plus normally. 20? Yeah. And a plus 15 without yeah, it. We're kind of uh, like strong characters or something, you know. Uh, so yeah, like, that'll hit. So the damage is 12 BPS and 8 electricity. So 20 and then just up 6. Why is the electricity 8? I don't know. Oh, it's adding the garbage stuff on it. So just 5. Yeah, it should be 5. Okay. And I didn't mean to say garbage stuff. It's just adding the inspire courage. <laughs> hey, come on! <laughs> you know, why is Jessup even here? Why is this, uh... <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's sucks. Like, oh, he's got haste. Oh, you didn't identify this creature? Oh, look at this garbage damage. Oh, he kills. There's... So that is a total of 23 damage? Yeah, so 17 and 6, 23. All right, so that's my bite attack. My claw attack is a 28. Holy macaronis. Okay. So then that's going to be 14 plus just up 6, so 20 damage on the claw attack. 20 damage. Okay. He's still up, but he's taking a beating. Good. That's my turn. Good. I hope he dies. I mean, eventually we all hope to die. That's a different story. Well, that's speak for Jessup. I mean, speak for yourself. I'm, I'm, I was going to say, if I could live forever, I, I might. I mean, immortality genius. got zero downsides for me. I'm chilling, bro. Chilling. I want to outlive the heat death of the universe. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, right? Okay. Well, Gideon, it is your turn to hopefully stay alive. Let's go. Five foot step and try to kill. Okay. You know they say all you need is kill. Okay. 34 will hit. The natural one will miss. 26 will hit. I think that just maybe I'm still in it. Actually, hang on. I checked you are. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I did the math. You're still in. So the first attack is 10 damage uh, plus 4 from Jessup. With the plus 4, he goes down. Oh, yes! come off it. <laughs> come off it. Wow. <laughs> You know, if I did have Deadly Juggernaut, I better get the kill credit for all of them, Jace. I'm going to be so mad. Because they they all better be ticking. I want that DR, baby. Oh, my gosh. Can't even use my move action, though. I mean, does it count when it's my damage that's killing them, Gideon? (laughs) I want to do something cool. I have a move equivalent action I can do. So I'm going to do something, man. Oh, okay. that would have been a swift action, so I could have done that anyway. Um, what a waste. You can drop your weapon and pull out a potion. I don't want to do that. I'm just going to do an invocation of destruction. Okay. Actually, I'm kidding. Let's just keep it on the AC. You guys have been remembering about the plus two to your AC, right? Nope. Yeah, I have it on. Jessup has it on. Does it surprise you that I don't? <laughs> no, not at all. Not it would have affected nothing, but yeah. Yeah, it would have affected... Uh, what's his face? The cool character, Kieran. Yeah, no, I've had it on, so I've been benefiting from that. I realized it was right on the line for you a couple of times, so I'll keep it on. Okay, that will bring us to the top of the next round with this guy down here. Uh, he could, and probably via the tactics, would use his Shadow Illusion spell to cast Shadow Conservation, but I cannot express to you how much I don't want to read Shadow Conjuration right now. 
so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Why? It's um, such a really powerful spell. I don't like that spell. It is unfathomably stupid. Complicated. I am not going to summon creatures that are 20% real and then figure out what that means. Well, he's just going to shoot, Karen. Don't do that. Uh, he is going to roll a stealth check because he can hide in plain sight, but you have blind sense. How does that work? Can you still get sneak attacked if you have blind sense and not blind sight? I'm sure I can. Well, he's going to roll a stealth first and see. Ooh, natural 20 on the stealth. Uh, go ahead and roll me a perception. Okay, blind sense means I don't have to roll perception. To know where they are, but if you can't see them, you could still be sneak attacked? I don't know. I'll just roll it. Why not? It's fine. 28 on perception. I don't know if that beats his stealth or not. It does not. Okay. So I guess I can be sneak attacked. So he will make a shot at you. However, he does not roll amazing. Uh, you are flat-footed, though, but that's only a 20. That will miss. My flat-footed is a 22. Okay. Well, the arrow continues by and hits Jessup. That's not how that's this works. Yep. Do I see the arrow coming, or am I flat-footed? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, my flat-footed is 20, so I guess I get hit by a stray arrow. Yep. That was 20% not there. Yeah. <laughs> it is your turn, Jessup. <laughs> only three combatants remain. Yes. So Jessup will five foot step up. So is I forget because he's technically five foot step back. Is that where we don't count that he's in melee, or is he still in melee? Yeah, you can shoot at red. Okay. So I'm just at thirty feet, I believe, from corner to corner. So I will keep point blank shot on activate arcane strike. Uh, you have to go from here, so you're not. Yeah. So. Point blank shot and whatnot would not apply. Uh, point blank shot is the only thing I got. So I'll just turn that off. So still a swift action arcane strike. Okay. Oh my gosh! Oh no my way. gosh! What? <laughs> Another nat it, it, does, it doesn't matter if you're rolling nat twenties. It's it's only it's only nineteen for crit confirmed. So I'm sure I missed, but I would have with point blank. This is just unbelievable. A twenty. Hey, sh shut up, Joseph is doing something great today. I don't need your bojos. Yeah, the natural twenty will hit. The nineteen will not confirm. The twenty-four and the thirty-two will both hit as well. It wasn't crazy damage. So that is 10 plus 7 is 17 plus 9 is 26. Still up, but equally hurt as blue. And it is Oren's turn. Five foot step towards red. And cure critical wounds. Yeah, yes, yes, clearly. Okay, 36 will hit, and the first attack is enough to put red down. Nope. Wait, an extra six. Good measure. <laughs> No, no, no. I already killed take, it, Jessup. No, take him to the I head. already killed it. Well, we just put a negative him. Yeah. <laughs> He's more dead. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's my turn then. Okay. That brings us to Because I can't move, right? If I fight for the state, you can't move. Correct. That brings us to blue. He manages to do one final round. He's going to five foot step here and attack Jessup. No, I didn't do anything. Actually, no, you don't have any images left. Yeah, that's the He's going to attack Kieran. <laughs> no! Stop that! He is... I'm going to say he's pretty desperate. He's going to power attack. I will tell you also, mechanically, that happens to be the right choice right now because you are just outside of range for the invocation. Cool. Great. Oh, boy. And the first attack is natural 20, so the uh, invocation wouldn't have mattered. Some of us don't even use the invocations. <laughs> Even when they're in within range. Why play a character when you could just... <laughs> Not. Yeah. <laughs> that is only a 14 to confirm. Oh, thank goodness. 
but it does hit. Uh, the iterative... Ooh, the iterative is natural 19. <laughs> oh. oh. For boy. a 28, uh, and to confirm is a natural 8 for like a 16 or something like that. So two hits, but neither of them crit, correct? Yeah. So the first attack is 31 points of damage. Oh, nice. Second attack, 28 points of damage. Wowza. And it is your turn. You're like 50 points of damage in one hit. Or two hits. I I definitively did not do 50 in one hit, but two hits, yeah. I'm going to Scorching Ray this guy. Are you casting defensive? Oh, I didn't realize this guy was still alive. That's my bad. He's the one who just hit you for 50 points of damage. Good five foot step, though, to be fair. I like to think that Kieran gets hit for half his hit points. He's like, I forgot this guy was even here immediately <laughs> after getting hit. Getting hit. <laughs> like, the hits made him get a concussion and he just forgot they had. Okay, happened. there's a lot of, like, icons on the screen right now. Some that have red X's and I... Yeah, I understand. I, I blame the icons, too. Right here. I blame he, the icons. He, he just thought that that was Orin with uh, Righteous Might. See, he wants to keep him on there because if he deletes him off, he knows as soon as he does, I'll do a channel. <laughs> I mean, like, I thought it was this guy just shooting me. That's what I thought, because it was a no, lot of that guy missed. I thought it was, like, sneak attack and stuff. What's the smart move here? The smart move would be to five foot step back and recast mirror image. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. So six images now. And that's my turn. Brings us to Gideon. Double move there without provoking. Because he has a ranged weapon, you mean? Oh, no, because of haste. Haste doesn't mean you don't provoke. I, I meant you're saying you don't provoke because he has a ranged weapon. I'm saying I went like this. Zoom, 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 zoom. Okay, yeah, so for for clarity, um, the gray bit that's right behind you is a wall. He just zooms up the wall. He's got spider climb. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's he just zooms up the wall. So you you couldn't get there without provoking, but he doesn't have a he doesn't have a melee weapon, so you don't provoke, but not for. So this is a liar. This yeah, is not. So that now. is like the wall that goes up towards the ceiling. Gotcha. But yeah, you can double move up there. Yep. That brings us to his turn. He is going to use his shadow walk ability, shadow jump ability, to go over here. Uh, says who he can do that. Says his prestige class. That'll be his turn. Brings us to Jessup. Still got one guy who now has clear line of sight towards you. You'll never roll a nat 20 against blue. He's got critical deflection. Jessup will. Now he'll point blank shot arcane strike and he will just go nuts on blue. Okay. 1v1. Oh, that sucks. An 18 will miss. An 18 will miss. But the 31 will hit. Yay! Those pretty low rolls. Seven points of damage. He had six hit points, so you do put him down. There we go. Okay. Increment of ten. Still put him down. Good. And then he will stay where he is. Okay. That brings us to Oren. Oren, you see that uh, there's now only one combatant remaining, the guy back here with the crossbow, but you see that as soon as this final Duragar captain falls, he kind oh, of... he's gonna run away, sure. Well, he puts his hands up, oh. and uh, he kind of says, Alright, I think we can talk this out, perhaps. Roll diplomacy. That's rich, yeah, roll diplomacy. 
Oh, that's just that's just what he does on his turn. Orin, you can do what you want. Do a perception check to see if he's got any sweet loot. Yeah, what's he wearing? <laughs> yeah, drop your kinda stuff. Clothes, kind of yeah. clothes you got on. Get naked. Yeah, he he said that in uh, common, by the way. Oh, the under version. Uh, no, just normal common. Okay. Close enough to the surface, still, I guess. Surface common. Orin will say back to him. Uh, uh, okay then. Uh, can you put your weapons down then? Put them on the ground, and we can deal. He says, "Yes, just give me two more turns in the nope. initiative order." No, nope. no, nope. nope. no. Now, right this second, immediately. Were it so easy? Does he is? Watch it. It is. Yeah. Drop. Just put him on the ground. Put him on the ground. We yeah. don't need it. We don't need it. This is a big deal. Just put him on the ground. <laughs> I'm um, smelling something fishy. Yeah. No, so I'm just like... He, he begins the motion, which will complete on his next turn. In no, just dropping's a free action. Just drop him. Yeah, but it's not on his turn. He can't do it. That doesn't make any sense. You can free action speak outside of turn, but you can't do other free actions outside of turn. All right. Sounds like he's not complying. Just kill him. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. That's going so fast. Aiden, when did you get here? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The shadow um, of Aiden comes floating in. Gideon takes off his helmet, and we realize it's Aiden the whole time. The whole time. So Orn will just move up to him, and then that'll be, that'll be his turn. Okay. Karen, anything you want to do on your turn? No, if if Oren is trying to defuse the situation, he will back off. He's not going to do anything aggressive, but I guess I would for the purpose of Full my turn, draw. I will ready a scorching ray spell for if he makes any hostile actions towards Oren. And okay. then can I roll this is going to fail so miserably, but I would like to roll a sense motive a 21. Wow, natural 19 for a 21. All right. Just to get a read on... Yes, I believe the DC for a hunch, I mean, usually it has to be through a several-minute conversation, but I'll count this battle as a conversation of sorts. It was. We, we've been having a good conversation. We, 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 we had an exchange of, of blows. You get the sense that he understands that this battle is no longer worth fighting. Okay. And he has uh, he's looking for a, basically a a way to not immediately die. Okay. All right. I will do that then. I still ready in action. And I will actually just move to get a little bit closer. Actually, I'll move to be right up next to Oren in case things go south. Okay. That's my turn. Yeah. Keep me safe, Kieran. Gideon, anything you want to do on your turn? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Runs up and kills the guy. Yeah. I'm just going to stab him in the <laughs> face. Yep. yep. With a mace. With a mace. <laughs> stab in the face with a mace. Cast yeah. grace and then stab in the face with the mace. I'm gonna I'm pull out some rope. Some rope situation. Oh, just, we're tying him up. Okay. Just, just having it handy. Not gonna do anything yet. But you He's know, now this, our if, slave. You are our slave. Yeah, if, if like, if this goes south and we need to do something about it. I'm it's a, the hobgoblin all over again. He I'm looks ready at there. you and he says, "I respect that." I respect. <laughs> Lurbadon approves. Just, just doesn't. 
No, I so, mean the Durgar says that because he likes oh. slavery. <laughs> Not yeah, he's into it. <laughs> yeah, he's into it. Yeah, yeah. he's like so, I'm ready. Actually, can I just? I can just disarm, right? Just dig his weapons. You're gonna cut his arms off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Place him right now. Unarm him. Yeah, checks out. Now, you oh, can oh. make a disarm combat maneuver. Oh. Uh, uh, we'll just let him drop him on his own. We'll probably do that. Top of the next round, it is his turn. So his hands are up in the air. One of them is carrying a crossbow. He kind of, like, very slowly, very, very, like, deliberately, so that you can see what he's doing. He steps back so he's not immediately threatened. And then he does drop the crossbow at his feet. And he looks at you and says, All right, this, we can talk this out. This didn't go entirely to plan. I'm sure you're upstanding travelers from the surface. Uh, I could help you. I know this, uh, this highway pretty well. You could hire me as a guard. Then uh, we could just get along. How about that? How about this? If I'm with you, future patrols would not attack on sight. Saves you a lot of trouble. Unless you tell them to. Or if I told them to, yes. I wouldn't. What guarantee do we have? Because I would be right next to you and you'd probably kill me the moment I told them to. Can I get a sense of motive? Just a five foot step, full round action so he can finish the combat. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, sense motive from Gideon a 17. Yeah, Jessup would do the same as he kind of comes over now that combat's dissolved. I guess I'm probably left to my own devices with a roll like that. Yeah, you're, you're not able to get like much of a hunch going on there. Uh, 38 from Jessup. Jessup, you get the sense that he's being genuine. You think that he's like, he's not terribly interested in fighting at this point, being the only one left alive. Um, and from what you know of Duragar, it's probably not uncommon for uh, there to be a negotiation after a loss like this to try to be like, hey, I'll help you out in the future. So Jessup will kind of, you know, he already put his bow as he walks over, so he'll walk up to the guy and say, well, uh, I think we got some mending to do here, but uh, I suppose we can discuss your hourly rate. And Jessup will extend a hand to shake. He reaches out and uh, grasps your hand and he, he grins and looks at you and says, Yes, I, I figured that we would have a uh, civil folk here. I apologize for the uh, abruptness of our attack there. We thought that you were just a uh, random surfacers. How often do you get random surfacers down here? Not very often. So usually it's a very rare occurrence and it presents a very lucrative endeavor. Um, usually. Clearly not always. Just looks like, uh, should we try to maybe help your comrades then, I guess? I leave that entirely up to you. They knew what they were getting into. Jessup kind of looks at the others for, like, uh... Yes, yes, yeah, just Jessup, I, I think you're, you're right. We should not let them die. Maybe they're not as civil as this one here. Maybe we could uh, try to stabilize them and then maybe tie them up so they don't immediately try to kill us again. Gideon nods and uh, we'll make efforts to do so... Yeah, so just we'll kind of scurry over to the farthest one and try to do some heal checks, I guess. Okay, uh, so if you guys look around at all of them, so the beetles are dead. They, I don't they, care about They beetles. bled out throughout the combat. Um, I believe it was 
blue and orange that were just they were just dead I think green and red since this conversation didn't go too long are technically still savable um, Gideon will cast cure light wounds from the wand on this guy oh yes Garen's down almost 100 hit points but let's use the wand on the enemies oh, that's alright it looks like we're going to cast channel when I wasn't near that's <laughs> not a channel that's not a channel yeah, he healed himself. Yeah. That's mine. I used a critical, critical wounds. I'm not wasting healing spells on these guys. Kieran is indifferent. Kieran is not going to make any efforts to bring them up. Uh, Jess will try to do a heal check on this guy here. Jason to see if he's alive or not. Okay, yeah, go ahead and do a heal check. 16. 16, that is enough to tell that he is alive, and I believe it's a DC 15 to stabilize. Yeah. I was really hoping I rolled really super low, so I felt good about trying, but then I would just walk away like, yeah, he's gone. Yeah. I guess Orin would be okay with stabilizing them, so he might just walk around and cast Stabilize on them. So, oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, with that, he would have helped him up. So, uh, yeah, he's, this one's now stabilized and small. Yeah, so eventually the enlarged person would uh, end, but you could stabilize both of them uh, and heal them enough that, I mean, you could heal them enough to not be conscious, but that they would eventually yeah. come to consciousness. Joseph would drag the other one over here with his newfound strength. Okay. His one extra ability point. Shh, you shut up! <laughs> that one extra point of strength gave me crits. <laughs> For reasons. For reasons. So, this guy over here, he kind of, as this is going on, he, he looks to you guys and says, Well, I suppose uh, introductions are in order. Uh, my name is Flendak Durth. I was the former... Uh, I guess you could say taskmaster of this uh, particular patrol. We were making our way back from uh, Felstruck when we spotted you in the distance. And is it your policy to shoot first, ask questions later? Yeah, so you make it a habit to attack anyone who comes down from the surface? Uh, so it's not generally my policy to attack first, unless they're from the surface. As I said, generally speaking, people from the surface are easy pickings. Do easy pickings uh, surface dwellers often? No, it's rare. It, yeah, it doesn't happen a whole lot. But uh, when it does, they often, they often don't put up that much of a fight, and they're worth quite a bit. So, not overly keen on uh, trying to be killed and then trying to make friends. But uh, as it so happens, I feel that we are maybe in need of some assistance. I mean, he kind of looks at the others. Am I safe to make that assumption? I'm fine with this. I hate to say it, but I think you're right. I guess with that uh, being said, we can get to the business talk. How far are you going on the highway? Or I guess you should, I should say, where are you going? Are you making your way to Felstrock or Hedgegrave or... Downtown. He looks, yeah, he looks at Kieran and goes, Oh, well, uh, if you're talking about negotiations, you want to speak with that one over there. Uh, All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you following of I thought that you'd be good at this stuff. Well, I'm looking at the map, and I don't know any of these words. Oh, okay, just I can go over to help. So, the yeah, so uh, where where are you headed? How how long is your journey going to be? Well, we're okay. Out of character, we know it's about how far to Kragadan. You know that you will be traveling along the long road, right? 130 miles. 130 miles. Yeah. It's going to take many days. Why did I think it was 75 miles? Is that just on the surface? As the crow flies. Okay. Yeah, if you were to travel on the surface, 
it would be 75 miles. But the long walk is not a direct road, so right. it's l much longer. Okay. All right. So Kieran will say, yeah, we're not going as far as Felstrock, but we've got a long journey ahead of us. We're looking to put 120, 130 miles down on the long walk. All right. He pulls out an abacus. In the direction of Felstrock, at least. We're not going all the way there, but probably about halfway. All right. So you're heading north then. I hope that I'm right. I don't really know. I'm You're just... not. Philstruck is the opposite direction. Oh, uh, hey, wait. Can't... Oh, oh uh, for some reason, I yeah. thought we were going. To... Oh, I'm so confused on the orientation of this map. Wait, hold on. Here's a 20 geography to help you just turn the map upside down. Yeah, so you're looking at the handout, yes? Yeah, where are we? So, Felstrock is. N so, you see. So, okay, so take what I said, but replace it with Hagegraph. Yeah, so you're you're heading south. That that the forest right below Felstrock is the north of the Fangwood, which is in Lastwall. The second section of that is Nirmathas's part of it. So you're and we're not going very far at all. We're literally going down to like that, that next intersection, basically. Yeah, the the actual section that you'll be going is very short because the map is so big. But yeah, so you're heading south. Uh, so you'd have known that. You could tell them. Let's that. rewind. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, we're actually heading about 120, 130 miles south towards Hagegraph, but obviously not quite there. That's quite a distance, but that's the direction we're heading in. All right. Uh, so given that, probably take, uh, probably take eight or nine days. He's doing calculations on his abacus. Not, not to interrupt your math, but some things to calculate. We did expend a few spells. Plus, you made an attempt at our life, so certainly that should account for something. Oh, sure. Um, I'm sure it will. Uh, one second, let me just finish these. So, given the distance you're going, 120 miles, uh, I like to do this on a per-mile basis. We're looking at about 7,500 gold. <laughs> you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to take that down a little bit, my friend. That's not negotiable. Wait, wait how much gold do we have? We have like 60,000, don't we? Okay, Jessup. Jessup. Oh, that Jessup? was out of character. Just, I'm sorry. That in mind. That, no, that's out of character. <laughs> the, no, no, no. Money is not I the point. It's, 20, the, it's the no. principle of the matter is that's an uh, exorbitant fee that. I feel like Jessup goes to speak and then like Gideon tackles him. Like, <laughs> shut up for once. Unfortunately, my friend, I don't. I don't think you have much of a position to bargain with us. Sure, you'd be a great guide, but we weren't coming down here with the thought of having a guide in the first place. So we could just kill you here and go on our way. Well, we're not exactly like tourists or sightseeing. Well, like I said, you're free to do that, but I know this place well. I could help you avoid combat with future patrols and uh, perhaps negotiate them down from their own tolls. I don't know if you plan on attacking every single uh, patrol that you come across. And I do know of a couple of locations along the highway here that, uh, known hotspots that, uh, well, my knowledge would help you avoid a couple, uh, missteps, we'll say. And nothing comes free. Can I do another sense motive on what he just said? Sure. Uh, 27? 27, you get the sense that he's being genuine. He knows the highway. He could probably... You get the sense he's not like going to be able to say that they won't charge you tolls at all, but they will probably not exorbitantly charge you, and that he probably does know of a couple places that uh, are particularly known danger spots that he could warn you of. He says, if you have a counteroffer, I'll entertain it, but uh, that's pretty much the going rate. Jessup will at least kind of relate to the group. Hey, I think at least what he's offering 
Sounds like he's, uh, you know, bringing what he's saying to the table, at least. Right, but you have to also take into account that we don't trust you. And if we're traveling many days together, that's going to be nights that we're sleeping. And you could just take off with whatever you wanted. That's not a risk I'm willing to take. So that's going to factor into the cost. Well, I guess I don't know how... I don't know keenly how you surface dwellers do these sorts of things. But down here in the Empire, we write up contracts for these sorts of things and we don't go back on our word. Do I know anything about, like, the alignment of a Durgar? I mean, if you didn't, Jessup could have told... I mean, he rolled a, a high enough check, so you would know in general that Durgar are lawful evil. Okay. I mean, they're slavers. Okay. They're very much, you know, they like their contracts. They like the exchange of money and all that stuff to, to do these contracts, but... Uh, because they're very lawful, very strict and all that stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, they're all into slavery. So lawful evil generally. My offer to you would be 3,000 gold now and then 3,000 when we get to the end of our journey with you. An interesting proposal. Go ahead and roll me a diplomacy check if you'd like. Uh, Gideon would like to add in uh, the loot from his surviving comrades. The bodies and all that. From his surviving comrades? Well, not just all of them. The dead ones, oh. the living ones, just all <laughs> yeah. that stuff. We yeah, stabilized we'll those the, ones and took all their gear. Take their clothes off. We will yeah. take the loot of the dead people. You can take the loot of the living people. <laughs> all, the, all, the, uh, all the valuables, basically. Okay, so diplomacy is a oh, natural four for a 16. Okay. Cool. Can Gideon roll to aid? Uh, you can, but it's not going to matter. I do aid. He kind of looks at you and he kind of... Um, it's uh, an interesting proposal, but I'm going to have to decline. However, I will counter. 7,500 gold pieces payment up front. But how about this? I'll let you uh, take the loot from my allies. You don't have to throw that into the bargain. There's probably more than 75,000 gold worth of stuff over there anyway. 75,000 so like gold? Kieran reaches his hand out to shake his hand. <laughs> Sorry, I carried the... I, I didn't mean to... The abacus, I carried the wrong number there. You said what you said, my friend. 7,500 gold in between them. If I were to remember you correctly, you did say that down here you were all uh, character and virtuous as far as your word goes, and you did say... Um, seventy-five thousand. So I think. I mean, if you find seventy-five thousand gold across them, by all means, <laughs> he would have killed them himself. <laughs> Probably would have. Well, Joseph will kind of look at the group, and you know, I'm not uh, really good at this, and don't really prefer your idealization of slavery. But um, we got a task at hand that we definitely could you draw help. He looks at the group. Um, he could just take it out of my share. You outstretch a hand to that guy. Now, just promise me, give me a word. We'll be friends. And even when it's over, and you have your money and we're at a destination, you won't double cross us. I guess unless we give you reason to. Fair enough? Yeah, he, he takes your hand and he says, By Droskar, I say, as long as you don't double cross me, I won't triple cross you. Uh-oh, he said <laughs> the words, Cover Orin's ears. Cover the ears. Orin, you didn't hear anything. What? What? Good. Uh, 34 what? for diplomacy. I mean, not that it matters, more flavored diplomacy from that kind of interaction. Surely, living in the dark, or exploring the dark lands, I'm pretty sure Orin is somewhat callous to the fact that everyone down here worships Droskar if they're a uh, dark um, dwarf. I mean, let's be real. We did a deal with uh, the cougar and the cat, so. Basically, if you agree to pay him 7,500 gold, 
he will I mean if you want he'll, he'll even write up a an actual contract Jessup will force him and uh, the rituals of the Duergar yep so he'll he'll write up a contract saying that you'll pay him 7500 gold right now and then he will guide you the rest of the way of your journey on the the long road as a, a guide and, and guard sort of thing intervening uh, when necessary on patrols or danger spots and that he will acquiesce the uh, the loot that his companions carried general knowledge religion to determine if those that worship Jorskar are likely to write in silly legal loopholes like the Church of Asmodeus. Go ahead and roll. Well, Jessup rolled. I, I rolled a 31 linguistics to read through the contract to make sure there wasn't anything squirrely in there. Plus, I'm wearing the goggles. Make sure he's not forging anything. I 30 religion. Are they? Do they have an equal reputation as the uh, dark contractors? So, yeah. So with your linguistics, Jessup, uh, you looks like it's it's pretty straightforward. Uh, he signs it in blood. Classic. Just, you know, because why not? It is a binding agreement. And then he has one of you sign it as well. And uh, Gideon, you with your 30 knowledge religion, you know that um, followers of Joskar, they, they're not all into like loopholes. They're very much hard work. Like you get paid for your work. So he's basically saying, it's basically it's it, as you'd expect. If he's going to work as your guide or guard, he expects payment, and that's pretty much the beginning and end of most Joskar followers. It's like, if I'm going to do work, I'm going to get paid for it, uh, unless I'm a slave, in which case I don't. <laughs> Convenient, that. I think Kieran's issue is just paying up front, because he hasn't done anything for us yet. And while, you know, we may have a contract, Kieran's still suspicious. He doesn't know these people very well. He, he kind of raises an eyebrow and says... If you'd like, I can add in a line saying that if I die, you can take your money back. I would appreciate that. That would be a good clause to add to the contract. Sure. It's not like if I died, I'd be able to do anything else about the contract anyway. Well, are you going to be able to spend the money between now and when we uh, arrive at our destination anyway? Uh, probably not. Depending, it depends. I might buy something off the patrols, but... How about uh, we just give you 500 up front now, and then for every day we travel with you, we give you the 1,000. You'll get you 7,500. It's worth a day's worth of work. I mean, you're getting 500 for surviving. I think that's kind of a bonus. Sure, uh, but uh, everything that you said about me also applies to you. I mean, you guys could all abandon me in the middle of the highway. I think you'll be more fine than you would be than we would, wouldn't you? Well, no, you got 500 today. Oh, yeah, I'd be fine, but I'd be out 7,000. I'm fine with paying it up front, Jessup. I'll I'll contribute as well. And he'll look at him. What is your name? Oh. Yes, you were attending uh, to my comrades. My name is Flendak Durth, former taskmaster of this patrol. Is that your whole name? Like your whole first name? Yes, my first name is Flendak. Do you have a nickname? Like Flynn? Feel free to call me Flynn if you want. Nobody else has ever called me Flynn, but... Uh, well, I'm gonna... Jessup kind of scribbles into the contract. Jessup will refer to him as Flynn. I'll let you know. It, I mean, it's not... Okay. Ah, it's in there now. Jessup yeah, it's just... It's not binding because it's not my legal name, but... Yeah, J- Jessup, you should... Ouch! Linguistics. I mean, if you want to put it in parentheses, I guess that's fine. He has parentheses to make him feel better about it. Okay. Uh, so yeah. As an awareness, Kieran's only going to pay fifteen hundred towards this because he was only willing to pay six grand. So he's only going to pay a quarter. I said of that. you can take the full seventy five hundred from Jessup's share. Yeah, Kieran's still going to pay what he was willing to pay. So I'm just saying that you know, fifteen hundred of that would come from Kieran's share. So that would leave uh, six thousand. For Jessup, and then if anyone else wanted to break that down with Jessup, 
perfectly fine. I don't really need much from a gear aspect, so I'm not too concerned. And I've actually given away quite a bit of the gold that I've gained over the uh, course of the EP to the Rangers and stuff. So, All right. Well, uh, I guess as soon as you guys have uh, finished your business here, we can uh, get moving. Of course. And uh, honest pay for honest work. I'm sure we can expect that from you. Absolutely. So if you guys wanted to take the time to look through the uh, stuff in general across the uh, the four Duragar captains and the satchels that the Beatles were carrying, you do find 3,328 gold pieces and a belt, which you can roll spellcraft to identify because it is magical. I'll roll the eight. I'm going to aid you, Kieran. Oh, boy. On you. I succeed in my aid. I'll also aid. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay, so plus six. plus six to 24, so 30. Natural bad. seven. Okay. Great. You successfully identify a belt of dwarven kind, as all of you begin Googling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just writing it on the spreadsheet. I did not Google anything. So this belt gives it. the wearer a plus four competence bonus on charisma checks and charisma-based skill checks as they relate to dealing with dwarves a plus two with gnomes and halflings, and then a minus two on anyone else. The wearer can understand, speak, and read Dwarven. If the wearer is not a dwarf, it gains 60-foot dark vision, Dwarven stone cunning, a plus two on constitution, and a plus two resistance against poisons, spells, and spell-like effects. You know, what is even the point of me picking dwarf? You know, everybody just stay in your lane! Stay in your lane! So basically, I could get all of the benefits of being a dwarf with without metal... being a dwarf. Well, <laughs> you're the great value, Orin. You're uh, going to be a dwarf cleric after this session. <laughs> I'm like the, I don't even think I made it to Target. I'm like bargain bin great value. <laughs> Dollar General Gideon. <laughs> The main things that you'd want to, to keep in mind is that the enhancement bonus to Constitution wouldn't stack with whatever belt you might have had before, obviously, because it's another belt. Uh, the resistance bonus wouldn't stack with your cloak, but you would get dark vision, you would get stone cunning, uh, and you'd get a charisma bonus against uh, dwarves, gnomes, and halflings, and then a penalty against anybody else. And uh, it would be a plus it would i have a belt of many constitution plus two so it'd be a wash i'd just get all the good stuff well you'd get i mean you'd take a penalty to charisma based checks against non-dwarves gnomes and halflings i mean i don't know how much of those we'll see down here per se but right that's what i'm saying like even if it's just temporary but i don't need it anybody else wants it clearly i need it i mean i think the only real benefit is one of us potentially wearing it because then when we do the dark fishing com uh, communal it's just split 50 50 yeah, you know I mean? but man, I would take I it because I gave up the. Oh, sorry. I will also point out that Duragar count as dwarves. Just better dwarves. Yeah. What just kind of belt do you have, Jessup? Oh my god! I had a plus two uh, constitution, but I traded that with more traded pants. We get a plus four dex, so it's helping me with my pew pew and. I don't mind taking the hit to my charisma against other things. I imagine we're going to mostly be talking. Yeah, about I mean, it, you're um. I mean, your diplomacy is not shabby, so it's not like no, it's not I'm bad at all. Anything. I was seventeen. I'm fine with you having it because it's more of a. It's probably better for you than it is for me, really, in the grand scheme of things. I mean, I I might throw my hat in the ring for it. Oh yeah, I mean that's, <laughs> I mean, that's perfectly fine. I I thought you had a plus four belt. I do not know. I have a plus two. Oh, then just take it. So you can give that belt back to Orin for his dead comrades. 
Oh yeah, Nairi's belt. Do you want it back? Uh, n- no. I, it, it's not sentimental to me. Uh, right, he'll just toss it in the dirt. <laughs> oh, <cool. laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's, it away. it's clearly worth quite a bit, but okay. Oh. Oh. looks over and he's like, uh, I'm just are you gonna, no. you gonna, can I take that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't currently have a belt. <laughs> yeah, no, Kieran, if you want the belt of dwarven kind, I am a hundo percento okay with that. Okay, I would take it unless somebody wants to roll on it, but. No, 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 I thought you had the plus four, so I thought you wouldn't have wanted it. I, I was not understanding that you were in for the bid. All right, so belt of dwarven kind. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Oh, wait, no, it wouldn't stack, but like, man, that uh, bonus is poison. <laughs> Oh, that's true for Kieran. It doesn't stack with my cloak, though, is the only thing. But. Yeah, because we all have a plus two cloak. So I can understand, speak, and read Dwarven. That's pretty sweet. Speaking of which, I forgot to tell you guys, Jessup also did take another language, too. Can anybody guess what he took this time? Undercommon. Gnome. I already, already had that. All right, I already had that. Dwarven. Terran. I already had that. I already had that. Aquan. Aklo. No. No. Birdspeak. Thessalonian. Tengu. No, I took uh, Trent. Oh, okay. Treant? Treant. Treant. Just speak to trees? Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, to talk back to the Yeah, to long If we go back to the... Yeah. I I, I was looking through them, like... Because I was trying to only take languages that make sense, and I'm getting down to the wire where I'm not really getting any, and then I saw that one, I'm like, oh, I can speak to her now. Cool. Do you have uh, (laughs) a Sylvan? He does. I got got a couple. Uh, I was saying, I was... Uh, you got to be pretty down to the wire to be taken. Yeah, I, yeah, I I got quite a few. Well, I never always have like my tongues because you can only do one language at a time or um, that. But, you know, when I have some of my spells or I want to try to do something, then at least helps that I know them. Could, you could learn Noel. Oh, I, I'm getting down to the wire. I'm going to start having to pick some of those bad boys. Okay. But uh, yeah, after you guys uh, finish collecting all of the coins and the belt and whatnot, um, do, uh, so you did before this fight you were getting to the point where you thought it was probably time to camp but that's up to you well is uh Flynn is there a good place that we can camp here uh, that do you think we can stow away I don't know if we necessarily want to stay right here next to a battle scene uh, yeah probably not best to stay next to a uh, battle here but um I mean there's no campsites uh, most people just kind of get off to the side of the highway and, and hole up in a, a tent or if they can find an alcove just to get out of the way. Do we want to go a little further just to kind of get away from the uh, bodies here? I would advise that so that uh, anybody who comes by, any predators, don't uh, get too close to us as they are eating the corpses. Hope your two buddies wake up here shortly. I'm sure they'll be fine. Well, I'll take your word for it. Durgar are not known for their compassion. You don't say... <laughs> So yeah, I'll move you guys like over here. Like it can be further away. But... <laughs> Jason moves us ten feet away. But uh, like it could be further away than that. But we'll just say that you guys went off to the to the edge. Once we find a place, uh, Jessup will actually cast tiny huts so we can have a little campfire in there if we need. Oh well, this is a lot more convenient than usual. Yeah, well, you know, I'm full of surprises. Oh, we don't make him sit outside. What? No, why? I trust him. We got a contract <laughs> right here, it's written in blood. And parentheses. It has been a really long day. How do you keep track of time down here? Uh, it kind of just goes by, uh, no. It does not go by sundial. 
There are like mushrooms that glow at different hours. <laughs> is it like is it like when you get tired, you're like, this is time to go to bed, and then when you wake up, it's just time to start your day. And when you get hungry, you eat. And that's just how life works, isn't it? You work until you're tired. I mean, not necessarily. Sometimes you have to work past when you're tired. Well, yeah. If you can do that, then you do that. All the time. I mean, it's not like it's not like you stop working and you're not. I mean, if you can do it. You'd, oh no no I mean, no! Gotta, I mean, work. you always have to have your day of rest, though. I don't know what that. What are you talking about? You have you can work for six days a week, and then you've got on Sunday. That's your day of rest. Why would you waste an entire day like that? Because you reset your faculties. You rest your body and your mind. I don't understand why you'd need rest. Sounds to me like you're just lazy. Oh, no. No. No, good sir. That is not at all what it is. It is a very important part of each week. Well, as far as I'm concerned, is if you can't work every day, then uh, you're just weak, I guess. Interesting. Seeing as how we beat you and all. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Joseph has to be the mediator here. I'm going to make one tiny hut for you three. <laughs> and one for my new friend, Flint. Uh, no, I, I just, it's, it's fascinating to me. I've never... Um, Communed with anyone that has um, worshipped your scar so diligently. So you work every day for as long as you can physically manage? I mean, might as well. Do you ever stop to, I don't know, have, have fun or something? Uh, what is, like do what? You, I, I don't know, do you, do you gamble? Do you go drinking? Do you? Oh yeah, there's a lot of gambling, that's true. Yeah, there you go. So, if you're not working, you can do those types of things. So, yeah, I guess if that's uh, if that counts, no, it certainly said that counts. Most people gamble as a form of work to to get something, like trading slaves. But um, you know, I don't know if I'd call that work though. When I think of work, I think of something more. I don't know. Usually physical. I guess. Uh, I guess I'm just. I associate work with business, and gambling is a sort of form of business, so I tend to think of it the same way, but I, I see what you're saying. A very risky business, to be fair. Yeah, there's been many a Duragar who uh, got himself in a bad spot. One of the guys you killed actually was wildly in debt. Uh, I guess he doesn't have to worry about that now, does he? Yeah, no, no don't worry about Unless he was that, one of the two alive ones, I guess he's in real big trouble. Uh, I'm sorry to laugh about your dead friends. That's really, really... No, I mean, they knew it was coming. I believe they probably did. I mean, well, they didn't expect it to go the way it did, but, I mean, everybody knows the, know the, knows the risks. So what was that little shadow guy that you summoned? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh, just uh, something that I learned to do a while back. I can... I mean, I can't do it right now, because you killed him. So... He's going to be gone for a month, but... Uh, oh, wow. Wow. Whole yeah, it's month. a pretty crappy prestige class. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, thankfully, I don't know about that because my prestige class is pretty banging. Unfortunately, I do know about that. My prestige class is about middle of the road. <laughs> We're kind of cool people, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, you wouldn't know it from looking at me, I know, but uh, I am a shadow dancer, so... No. Really? That's... Wow. Yep. Uh... That's uh not the one I would have picked for you, probably. If I were to guess, I, w I would not have guessed Shadow Dancer, if I'm being honest with yeah, you. Yeah, no, I hear that a lot. Yeah, so that guy, he was just my, uh, I can I can summon a shadow every now and then, but, you know, when he dies, he's gone for 30 days, which is pretty insane. 
from the GM <laughs> side of me, but uh, you but know. when you summon him, does he stay around forever until he dies? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Huh. Oh. I mean, it's the aspect of that I have performed dance. <gasps> you can dance. Dance off. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm good. Well, you surely you've put a few ranks in it if you, if you're a shadow dancer. Oh uh, yeah, I had to put two ranks into it to qualify, <laughs> but uh, well, okay. Wait, okay, all right. <laughs> let's let's back this up for a minute, though. I mean, you have some say as to what you what you what you do with your life, don't you? Like, if you didn't want to be a shadow dancer, why are you pursuing this path? I mean, it just kind of happened, you know. You get you get down here in the shadows all the time. It just kind of is one of the primary career paths a lot of us go down. Yeah, but the dancing aspect is... I mean, it's an elective, but it's a required elective in a sense. <laughs> so, is there much light down here, though? Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of light, no, generally. So, can you summon your shadow dancer or, you know, your shadow buddy in the complete darkness? I mean, it's a good question. Most of these class abilities specify dim light. I can't imagine that the Duragar would be built as shadow dancers if they didn't work in darkness, though. That just seems like a massive oversight. Yeah, but it sounds like you do need dim light, though. Yeah, so I guess I kind of helped you summon your friend. For yeah, no, the dancing lights was good. That was nice. Oh, like well, that. you're yeah. welcome. Can you cast dancing lights then to allow you to then be able to summon your shadow? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Dude, that's so amazing. So you're just, um... It just out of luck down here. Whoever huh? wrote book four is on fire. I mean, I get evasion and uncanny dodge still. Oh, thank God you had evasion. <laughs> oh, thank the gods. Yeah, I've got the shadow jump, and uh, I can do shadow conjuration, but I hate that spell, so I don't use it. Can that only also be in shadows? <laughs> dim lighting? What's that? Is that also only usable in dim lighting? Shadow conjuration? Yeah. Uh, I mean, can you really spawn a shadow in complete darkness? I mean, that just... It kinda... doesn't say anything about dim lighting in the spell text. Where are you getting this spell text? This is unheard of. Well, you see, I'm a spontaneous caster, so I... I, I, I just know word for word spell text in my head. This oh, is yeah. how it works. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, is that not your experience, Garrett? You know, I've never really stopped to think about it, but I guess that's one way of putting it. Yeah, like, try to recall one of your spells. I bet you you could do it word for word if you... Tried really hard. Yeah, it just depends on whether you're looking at the right source. You got to look at archives yeah. of Nethys and obviously you'd go to Nethys. Yeah, where obviously, else would you of go? course you would talk to Nethys, the 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 uh, god of of no uh, knowledge. Of course you would trust <laughs> Nethys. He's the best source. <laughs> why, why would you talk to any? Why would you trust any other god? It's really confusing, Kira. That's rudimentary. Yeah, so I guess, I mean, I guess we do things differently down here. I, I just no, assume... No, I know Nethys, okay? I understand. I mean, I assume the god of magic was the one that you were going yeah, to. I, but... I, don't get me wrong, I venerate Milani, but I understand Nethys' role in archiving the magic spells. This is so meta. Oh my gosh. But, uh, yeah, so... Out of game, I guess. I don't know if the Shadow Dancer is supposed to work in darkness. It seems super <laughs> stupid if it didn't work for the Duragard and not be able to use their abilities. But it's kind of funny because we actually would have helped him by casting Dancing <laughs> yeah. Lights. It's like, here's some dim light for you. He's like, oh, thank you. I didn't know what I was going to do about it. Thank God. I haven't, I haven't talked to him in forever. It's been so long since I've seen my Shadow Pal. Oh. <laughs> 
Yeah, so like three of their abilities were, say, in an area of dim light. So, I mean, that just sounds super dumb. <laughs> just aggro's mobs and runs three miles to the nearest mushroom that provides dim lighting. Because in order for it to really work, you'd be like the Duragar, who have dark vision 120 feet, are carrying torches so that they can make dim light to use their abilities. I was just getting ready to ask you that. Like, does he have torches in his uh, inventory? He does not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that makes zero sense. He has Masterwork Thieves tools. Wow, that's crazy bad. I love yeah, it. I mean, I, I don't know. It just seems weird. But the Duragar Taskmaster is like a generic Duragar creature. Meta conversation aside, um, I am going to get some sleep. Uh, for whatever bit of conversation we were able to entertain was surprisingly pleasant. Hopefully the rest of our journey is the same. Uh, Karen will volunteer to do first watch for the night. Karen will take a watch. I'll, uh, I'll wake up in the equivalent of the morning. I'll wake up early and take last watch. We should just cast that one wand on the Durgar guy and just make him stay up all night while we yes, do watches. Yes, that's a great idea. Yes, yeah, while well, none of us, none of us stay awake. No, yeah, no, 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 no. While we stay, just so that everyone. One of us. Yeah. Okay. I am fine uh, as a guide to do that. If you have a spell that allows me to do that. Dude, I'm going to make this dude insane after 10 days of no sleep. <laughs> no, no, no. Why don't you go to sleep? All right, there you go, my friend. Keep watching. Jessup's going to sleep the whole night then. No watches for Jessup. Well, he's not doing a watch by himself. I mean, my perception is a plus 16, so. He's not going to do a watch. On oh, I trust so. him. We have a contract in blood. Oh, boy. All right, Jessup, we'll, we'll talk about that, you know. I've heard it's a thing with some of the older people that they can get scammed out of things, so we'll we'll have a conversation <laughs> about that. I've, I'm not really sure. You're a little too trusting, Jessup. You could just say he worships Joestar. I'm just saying that I only met you and we welcomed you with open arms, and you were running around in the nude with a spear I trying to kill you, Kate Deer. Cannon. <laughs> it was cannon. No. You ran around for 13 hours picking berries, and I am letting you try to save my life. I, I did. I did pick berries. That's in true. the nude. To save people's lives. In the what nude. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I was not nude. There was no. I mean, no, when I met time. Kieran and my nephew, I was hiding in a body or you know a pile of corpses for days on end okay i'm not i'm not gonna lie jessup if i met you and you were in a pile of bodies i, I don't think i'd be immediately trusting of you i'm being just really honest with you jessup i am very convincing that may be so but <laughs> see so we all have just we have to lower i need to back up a bit you slept in a pile of bodies well it wasn't on purpose i was ambushed and they had an encampment of the Iron Fang Legion near me, and I couldn't try to just get up and walk away, so I just had to wait for the right opportune moment. I don't, I don't, you know, sleep with my dwarven friends with no pants and then in corpses. It's just weird. Speaking of the Legion, I have a question for you. And he looks to the, the what are they, Dr- Droskar is what they're called? Not Droskar, that's the guy. Durgar? Yeah, I am not Droskar. You'd be in way more trouble if that were the case. Uh, how 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 often do you hear surface news down here? Is it the same as us? You don't hear much of what goes on? Yeah, almost never. Like, you guys are the first surface dwellers that I've seen in, like, a year. So you haven't heard anything about uh, hobgoblins or anything like that? Yeah, I, I really couldn't care any less than I do. All right, fair enough. 
I was and I was just curious, you know, at different places sometimes word travels differently. Yep. Nope. I'm not going to lie. I find your pragmatism surprisingly refreshing. Yeah, I know it's it's must be uh very unpragmatic up on the surface, I guess. Well, people aren't always what they seem. That's all. Anyhow, uh, good night to you all uh, for real this time. And I go to bed. Okay. You all go to bed, taking your watches however you'd like to. And I think that is where we will end this session for this week. 